0: This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Well, as always, JList.com is an unbelievable source for Japanese import PC and console games. They have hundreds and hundreds of Japanese games for you to choose from. Many of these games are available in English as well. Some of the games available at JList.com include Sword Art Online, Fatal Bullet, Girls in a Panzer, Dream Tank Match DX, Catherine, Full Body Dynamite. Fate Extella Link for the Nintendo Switch, Super Robot Wars T Premium Animation, Dead or Alive 6 for the PlayStation 4, Senran Kagura Peach Ball for the Nintendo Switch, and tons of other games as well. So head over to JList.com right now, and you can find yourself a pretty unique selection of games straight from Japan. And now it's time to start the podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, this is Awesome.
2: We were doing so well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where the hell
2: the outro drop is. Man, it's over.
1: It's over. Leave. Stop listening. Get out of here.
3: ヤホーみんなアニメアディクツアノニマスのライブブロードキャスト聴かないと泣いちゃうよ。You <laughs> are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaa podcast And now here are your anime addicts.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 465th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. My name is Kazuo, and uh, we've got a very interesting episode for you guys today. I am over here juggling everything, so please excuse me if everything falls apart. Uh, Mits, my good friend Mitsugi, is out of the state. He has flown away. He'll be back soon. Enzo is working, as per usual. Mandy is fighting crime and slaying dragons, I believe. So it's just me in the studio all by my lonesome fortunately i have two good buddies that were able to jump in and join me at the last minute we have from the frigid northeast mason mason what's going on
2: not too much everyone it's your one true king the man of your dreams but since we're being casual (laughs) you can just call me mason actually if you don't know me you can just think of me like mitsugi 2.0 oh i'm just as muscular opinionated and pantsless as him so i think i got his slot
1: covered damn all right all right coming in hot mason uh try. so for those that are unfamiliar with mason he's uh one of our friends uh from the discord um one of the people that went on the japan trip with us a couple years ago literally two years ago uh, to the day, oh, yeah, almost much. exactly two years ago, uh, he was he joined us on that, and since then has become a mod over in the Discord, and uh, you've probably seen him on there talking about um, running and stuff like that. The Run with the Discord initiative that he's kind of um, spearheaded. We also have a frequent co-host of the podcast, someone who's been on several episodes and has a podcast, a series of podcasts himself. Brains from the Trash Pandas Watch Anime. Brains, what's going on? Not a whole lot, guys. How you doing? All right. So, um, as I said, today is going to be a very peculiar and interesting episode. As any episode that I have had the pleasure of hosting all by my lonesome, I have come prepared (laughs) with sustenance. (laughs) I have next to me a bunch of beer, uh, and I think Brains is joining me in the festivities as well. Mason is going to be our designated podcaster. He's going to keep us sober and and rein us in when needed. Um, So... Let's get through some of, the, uh, some of the basics here, some of the intro. Um, you can, of course, always find us on our website, aapodcast.com. You can head over to aapodcast.com slash join to create an account and sign up for all of our bonus content. Uh, we just finished recording a Hobby Addicts with me and, and these two lovely gentlemen that joined me. Uh, we also have hentai episodes, which we'll be recording one later on this evening. Uh, after parties, just a bunch of extra podcast goodness for you, for your listening pleasure. So head on over, support the show. Help us out, and hopefully we can entertain you uh, for a bit while you're bored at work or sitting on the bus or, you know, trying to... <laughs> not pay attention at church and you've got like one earbud in and you're just kind of like resting your hand on your uh, your head on your hand but it's like really you're listening to the podcast because you're a dirty sinner. You're an evil person. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're, it's fine. <laughs>
4: and you're just hoping grandma doesn't catch yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And start ringing you. I mean, it?
1: you are a sinner yeah. just not related to this right. podcast. Don't no. so get that mixed up. Of course not. You c- <laughs> that, that I mean, that's what you need church for is because you're a sinner. Yes, you know? absolutely. <laughs> um, of course, you can always find us on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash groups slash podcast and the aforementioned Discord server that we have for all of you to hang out on. Um, you can find that. There's a link on the website, the top bar of, the web, of, our, of our website, aapodcast.com. Click on the Discord link, join in, hang out with all of your fellow anime addicts, uh, make friends, and just have a good old time. It's a great place over there. On today's episode, we are going to be doing a review of a show that I did not pick. Uh, it's one of Enzo's. But we definitely watch. It's one <laughs> we, we definitely it. Yes, it, <laughs> it is one, one of Enzo's shows. It is um, Irozuku, the world in colors. Is that what it is? It's all jacked up on the dock here. But. Yeah, the world well, in it, colors.
4: It, 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 it depends because like I've seen it as Iro, Irozuku mm-hmm. and Iroduku. Like so Count it's Dooku? like so like Count Dooku. Yeah.
2: That's just because the hiragana for the zoo is, like, DZU. Like, that's how it's, like, phonetically uh, said. So, like, it can be said either way. But it's Irozuku Sekai no Ashitakara, or From the Color-Changing Worlds Tomorrow, uh, a.k.a. It's a Show.
1: It's a show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's um, a show that So, so show. we are going to be doing a review of that, which is again one of Enzo's shows. But we all watched it, and I think we have a lot to t- to say about it. We're also going to be doing um, our main topic today, which is our most anticipated anime for the upcoming spring 2019 season of anime. Every time I say 2019, it feels so weird and like out of place. How in the world is it 2019 already? But it is. So we're going to be talking about some of the anime that are coming up for the spring. kind of go through the list and see what we're really excited for. And uh, maybe those of you who are following us in chat can let us know what shows you're interested in as well, and we can discuss them. So uh, that is what we have on the docket for today. But before we get to all of that, it's time for the big news of the week. If I can get the audio up. Hit me. I'm just waiting. I'm braced. There we go.
3: (laughs) It's time for big news of the week.
1: All right. Hey, again, all right, you guys got to give me some slack here, okay? I'm I'm doing this on the fly. I don't know what I'm doing. There's so many buttons, so many computers. <laughs> okay, so let's see what Mitt's put on the dock here. Uh, big news of the week. Miyazaki's new film, How Do You Live, no longer has a deadline. Uh, Suzuki doesn't believe Miyazaki will ever retire. This comes from a few different websites here. Slashfilm.com uh, had an article about it. Geek Tyrant Kotaku also had an article about it. Um, so for those that are unfamiliar, Miyazaki has been, of course, working on another film as he always is. He refuses to quit, even though he says he's always retiring. He never does. Uh, the movie synopsis here, uh, the film will be an adaptation of Yoshino Genzaburo's story from 1937. Uh, Miyazaki first pitched the feature film in 2016, and despite not receiving the green light, he began working on it immediately, completing 20 minutes of storyboards, through the first year. I remember this when this, when this was happening, cause it was like basically Miyazaki just showing up in the office and working on a movie that no one was funding, but he just, <laughs> that's, that's just how he rolls. Um, so, uh, how do you live? Which is the, uh, the name of the film centers on a middle school boy named Honda Junichi. The student lives a quiet life and comes to learn more about adolescence as he exchanges letters with his uncle. The pair grow and learn from one another Uh, as Honda grows bored of his pristine life. However, the uncle's wise words manage to challenge Honda into doing more with his life than what has come to be expected. Uh, Toshio Suzuki says the film has no deadline. Uh, He says, quote, with the production of this new film, we're experimenting with having no established deadline. I'm looking forward to how that comes through in the work. Um, He's been working on the movie, uh, Miyazaki's been working on the movie since 2017, or I guess, I'm sorry, I think Toshio Suzuki's been working on it since 2017, uh, we, as we established, uh, Miyazaki was working on it the year prior. Uh, Studio Ghibli producer Tosho Suzuki said in a recent interview that he doesn't believe uh, Hayao Miyazaki, who previously retired and then unretired, will ever stop working. <laughs> uh, Suzuki doesn't believe that How Do You Live is, his fi- is the final film for Miyazaki either. Uh, he said, quote, I don't believe it, uh, that this is his final film, uh, he told the literary magazine Bunge Shunju. Uh, He says, as long as he lives, uh, Miyazaki will probably continue to make films. Uh, The reason why he'll he'll keep working, Suzuki says, is that Miyazaki would be bored if he actually retired. Uh, He's also quoted as saying, just please don't make a second retirement (laughs) announcement. So, yeah, it looks like, Uh, I mean, Miyazaki's going to Miyazaki. He's still doing his thing. He will, yeah. Uh, Captain Avatar in the the chat says, Miyazaki's not going to retire. Akuma Shock it's yeah he's this man and and, you know more power to him man he's still hanging in there he's doing great work and it sounds like this is just something that he you know this is his passion this is something that's keeping him going so i don't know what do you guys think have you have you heard much about this new film or what are your thoughts on miyazaki and all that
2: i think i think their strategy is that if they don't give miyazaki a deadline he just can't die and that that will just keep him around
1: they're literally not giving him a deadline
2: (laughs) exactly exactly
4: Yeah Well, see, my, my theory was somewhat along that line, but' it's, it's a little more expanded. Okay? See, the reason Hayao Miyazaki never retires and is never actually going to retire is because unbeknownst to us, but only known to the studio Ghibli staff, it's like a, in an NDA, you can't you know you can't disclose this if you, if you decide to work here. Uh, he's, he's, he's a vampire and uh, he actually continuously lives and will live eternal. As long as he can consume the grief of the animators underneath, yeah,
1: yeah, it's often been theorized that Miyazaki is fueled by hatred, um, and I don't know hatred and cigarettes. Yes, <laughs> he lives off of cherry brand cigarettes and the tears of his animators, uh, um, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what's keeping him going. Um, I don't know. I, I know when we were in Japan, we got to go to the uh, the Ghibli Museum, which was. An incredible and magical place um and it was really cool they had like a um they like a, a a few rooms that were basically like miyazaki's office like they remade like his desk area and his the room that he works in and everything and it was pretty incredible to see like all of the just artwork everywhere just piles and piles and all over the walls and just i mean this man is he, you know to say he's prolific is is a massive understatement he is obsessed with with animation and even though he's been on record saying i think he said uh, anime was a mistake <laughs> like he he <laughs> yep. just can't stop you know and uh, hey that's all, more power to him man i'm i'm happy to see him continue to work uh, until he can no longer do it i think so uh,
4: it's sure. it's okay even even in uh even on uh Hayao miyazaki's worst day uh Goro Miyazaki will never
1: create. <laughs> 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 oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, <laughs> the bloodline is weak. Yeah, <laughs> too bad. Um, oh man, I was about to say something, I totally forgot. What I was about, that you threw me off with that <laughs> with that Goro line. <laughs> Damn, savage. Um, oh, I think I think one of the one of the really interesting parts about this article though, and about the story, is that they're not giving him a deadline. Uh, you know, as we mentioned, it's, I mean. It's, that's very interesting because I mean, you would imagine they have a budget, right? And you know the reason the deadline I mean there's a number of reasons why deadlines are put in place, but one of the ma- major reasons is because you know all of that all of that those hours that the animators are putting in is requires you to pay them. So like you would think that there would be a set budget and thereby a set deadline. but I don't know. maybe they just trust that he's going to you know with his track record that he's gonna get it out in an appropriate amount of time and under a certain you know appropriate budget that's that's very interesting they just basically wrote him a blank check you know
4: well i think i think i i think that's not the first time studio ghibli's written that man a blank check right i think studio ghibli honestly a lot of times writes blank checks like they have deadlines but like like if you look at princess mononoke right there's a there's a scene with the um uh, Oh, What is that thing called? It's been so long. Big black thing with a bunch of tentacles. Uh, oh God, oh, I'm terrible with names. I can't remember what that creature. I know yours. I can't remember what that creature's ever called. I forget. <laughs> Somebody in chat will tell us. Anyways, well that thing it, it was CG animated. Right. And at the time that Mononoke came out, CG wasn't cheap, especially good CG. So they did a bunch of like hand drawn cells. Mixed with the CG animation to like animate it and move it. Right. Uh, that had to have been incredibly expensive. And that's something they figured out halfway through production. So I think that Studio Ghibli has kind of always written Miyazaki and Takahata kind of blank checks that were just like, we know you're going to make something good. So go, go do your thing. I, I think just before when they were an actual studio, right. Still. Right. Um, and and not saying they're not a studio anymore, but, like, they, they, for the most part, were shutting down most plans to continue doing things, right? Outside the Ghibli yeah, Museum. Yeah, yeah, so,
1: definitely.
4: Uh, I think that they just are like, well, we don't have deadlines to meet now, but we have money, and Miyazaki's going to work his butt off on this till he dies. So, we'll just let him do his thing, because uh, that'll make us more money. And I think that's kind of like the thought processes.
2: I mean, you brought up Mononoke, or Princess Mononoke. Okay, uh, that that took about like two years for development from like the conception of the storyboards to like release, which, for despite its scale, doesn't sound like a long time for an animated movie. So, I mean, maybe they just know he's kind of a quick, expedite worker, and it's not going to drag on for seven years like Redline or something like that. So, That's maybe I've just got trust in his process of being quick on the draw. Yeah. <laughs> no, you might
1: be right there. Ha, I see what you did there. Ha, ha.
2: I, I didn't hear uh, erupted laughter yeah. about my great joke, yeah. so I figured someone had to. Well, a
1: good it, was good. It, was, it was good. It was good. It was solid.
2: You know, we're still warming up here, yeah, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Give me a chance. Look,
1: <laughs> I, I know a thing or two about jokes that no one catches. All right, this is that's my. Uh, hey, we joke around here. We joke. All right, so <laughs> on that note, let's move on to our next segment, which is the hot new anime releases.
3: It's time for hot new anime releases yeah
1: now here's the thing guys i want you to know um little little peek behind the curtain here so we have a tablet where mitts puts all of the drops including like all of those little segment audio clips and i'm looking Mm -hmm. for hot new anime releases on this soundboard right i'm like okay hot 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 and i'm searching through i see no buttons that say anything related to hot which is what i would name the drop because it's the segment's hot new anime releases Instead, he literally just has it called "New Releases" segment. Like listen, tsk, tsk. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna,
4: is... I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you behind my curtain a little yeah. bit here. Uh, my soundboard is the same. Like I think it's just the thing with producers. Like uh, for instance, like I have a drop for weird and wacky news, right? Uh, and I'd say weird, wacky news. And then it says Brain's Weird New. Why would you do
1: that? <laughs> you have to put it under W for Weird Wack Year. <laughs> this should be under H for Hot New Anime. That's under N. This is ridiculous. <sighs> and then he wonders why I have a hard time running the show when he's not here. It's like, it's absurd. All right, well.
2: Well, you're doing a great job. You're updating on the live feed, you've got all the. Channels in the right order. Whenever we transition, we got. You know this, what? We got you know this. what, Mason? We don't need them.
1: I appreciate that, and and you know because you've you've complimented me, so I'm gonna crack open another beer. My man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still drinking it's from not, the one same bottle, no, but it's like I,
4: look, I'm making moves. Twelve percent alcohol. I got a six
1: pack next to me. I got to get through. Okay, I, I take. <laughs> I take no
4: prisoners. Oh no! What I was saying. What I was saying is my bottle's about like the size of a wine bottle and it's 12% alcohol.
2: <laughs> we need to make sure we're properly lubricated for the hentai episode. Yes, of course. Properly,
4: yes.
1: <laughs> Alright, so hot new anime releases. We've got a couple of things here. Let's take a look. Uh, so, apparently a show that a lot of us have enjoyed, Cells at Work, is getting a second season. Uh, says I'm super yeah, excited. It says here, a second uh, anime season for Akane Shimizu's Uh, Hataraku Saibo, which is the Japanese uh, name for Cells at Work, manga on Saturday was announced at the Aniplex booth at Anime Japan 2019. Uh, Shimizu began the comedy manga in Shonen Sirius magazine in January 2015, and David Production adapted the manga into a 13-episode TV anime in the summer of 2018. Now, I... I must admit, I have not watched the first season of Cells at Work. I know it's really good. I've seen all the memes. I've seen everybody talking God, about it. it. God damn it, So, and I, I, but, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to <laughs> backtrack a bit, watch the first season before the second one comes out. But I'm sure it'll probably be a little while. It says here. Yeah, they didn't really say anything about a release date as far as I can tell. But um, it's been announced. So, you know, it's coming. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys both you uh, see the, the first season? Yep, I did. I did.
2: I thought it was fine. I don't think there's any drastic changes that they are going to be making to this. I know there's a kind of like a spin off manga, Cells at Work Black, which kind of follows a different subset of characters and has a different tone. So it'd be nice to see if that gets incorporated. But mm. it's David Production. It's oddly kind of a comfy show despite being Monster of the Weekish. But uh, no, it's a good time. I'd watch
1: it. Nice.
4: I. I I love that show, honestly, because I guess for those of you who don't know, uh, I have a lot of relation to the medical field. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was studying to be a doctor, and then I was like, that's a lot of time. (laughs) So now I just like, now I just like kind of enjoy, uh, you know, looking and reading articles about science and stuff. And so what I really loved about that anime was watch, I don't think it's a bingeable anime by any means. I think it's like something you watch like an episode every so once in a while and it's just like like you said very comfy and like I feel like I learned something and you know I I honestly did learn a couple things that I've used in conversations with my mom who's a nurse practitioner and uh, so she uh, she's like where'd you where'd you learn about macrophages I was like well you see
2: (laughs) brains isn't a doctor but he plays one on this podcast yes that's right. <laughs>
4: I, a lot of people think I'm a doctor as much as I know about medicine, though. And that's not mm. good.
1: Because then that means they have hopes and yes. they, they trust to you got to lower those expectations, <laughs> just like I do every week yeah. on this podcast. Um, <laughs> we've also got another announcement here. Second season of another very popular show, ReZero, uh, was announced. Um, so, White Fox, which, uh, which is the studio that works on the first one, uh, they adapted the first nine volumes of the manga into an anime back in 2016. Can't believe it's already been three years already. Uh, the 19th volume oh, is scheduled for a March 27th, March 27th release, Okay, which is when that'll be coming out. Uh, the cast members um, for Subaru, uh, Amelia, Pac, Ram, Ram, uh, Beatrice, and Roswell... Uh, have been confirmed to reprise their roles in the sequel. So it is coming back for season two, which is not really a surprise to me. This show was massively popular. And um, yeah, totally makes sense that they would bring this back for another season. What do you guys think? These... I think it's interesting that
2: a show like ReZero comes out in 2016 and is now just getting its second season announced. Right, And you have things like uh, Slime... Which just finished up and is already getting its second season announced. So, I mean, both shows seemed incredibly successful. Was it, you might know this, Brains, was it just waiting for more manga or
4: is it, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it was waiting for more manga. Actually, so I, I've kind of asked this question a couple times, because this last season, right, or the season that's currently airing, right, we got Mob Psycho Season 2. Mob Psycho was incredibly popular when it came out. Even more popular than Mob Psycho, though, was One Punch Man, which starts April 1st. Right. Season 2 finally does. Uh, I think but One Punch oh, we'll Man first that. season we'll was 2015. <laughs> <laughs> well right so but I've asked the question right like same with Attack on Titan why wait so long and it's because what happens is these studios kind of get these cues for work and they kind of try to like anticipate with like manga sales and and stuff like that how popular something's going to be Reincarnated as a Slime was touted to be popular it it ran longer so it, it had more time for them to see the growth of the show but things that catch studios off guard like one punch man mob psycho uh i don't know if attack on titan necessarily caught studio wit off guard there's a little bit of waiting for the manga in there too but they they basically build up these queues of work and then if they don't have room in their schedule to make like a one of their you know money maker shows right because that Let's be honest, like they'll make another show that looks like garbage, but they're not going to make their money-maker show and make it look like garbage. So they have to fit it into this release schedule. And inevitably what happens is somebody just decides to shop around the rights, uh, the production committee does, for instance, or something like that shops it to a different studio. And I think that <clears throat> that rezero in this case is staying there, but it's it's something about how they can't keep up with necessarily what's popular so even if it's popular it doesn't mean they can make the next season of it even that year
2: well my it pal I see in the chat is mentioning how the issue with three zero perhaps taking so long was that it got caught the light novels release not having enough
1: like officially released material I'm, uh, uh, I'm sorry Mason did you say that was icy rose the icy <laughs> oh, <Okay>, rose
2: <just> <laughs> the icy rose uh, <laughs> But yeah, he uh, he's he's given us the info that we wish we had known. So nice. thank you. Uh, but yeah, and perhaps one just being a light novel, one being a manga. There, there's all so- sorts of weird stuff.
1: I just thought it was a nice. interesting thing. But yeah, we'll see. All right.
2: Not as excited
1: as I am for cells at work. Yeah, but. wouldn't it be hilarious if One Punch Man season two was just a giant April Fools' like prank that they were pulling?
4: oh my god i'd be so angry <laughs> they're like it's coming I, april 1st. I would fly to japan i would fly to japan find every one of those people on that production committee and walk up and punch them in their stupid
1: face that would be brilliant like april 1st th- rolls around they're like they, they have a time slot on whatever channel they air in japan and it's just like dead air for 22 minutes or however long that would be amazing <laughs> the-
4: And then it's just like John Wick, except it's brains. Just running around (laughs) punching
1: dudes. Oh, my God. All right, guys. So uh, we're going to move along here. We have our trivia. We have a news break coming up here. Before we get to that, we have our trivia, of course, on the website. You can head over to aapodcast.com and take part part in our weekly trivia and potentially win fabulous prizes. Uh, The answer for this week was Now and Then, Here and There. And the winner for the week was uh Canadian, so congratulations on that the winner of the month however is fio uh fio or fio perhaps um so yeah congratulations on that uh, i believe mitts will be reaching out to you to discuss your fabulous prize or if he hasn't already i don't know i just work here uh, <laughs> the new theme is going to be really bad anime so be on the lookout for that. Head over to the website oh, and, yeah. and see if you. Can... Oh yeah, my element. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is all you. This is you know what? I wanted today's episode to be us watching a really bad anime, um, but I guess you know we had to do real work. I mean, unless. I mean,
4: uh, we could have we could have watched like some. Yo, like, we can
1: audible, uh, bro. Like no, overfeed. No one is here to <laughs> stop us. <laughs>
4: Catastrophically
2: bad
1: anime. We can just we can audible and screw this whole thing up and just like instead of our main topic, just watch another episode of like Mad Bull or something like that.
4: (laughs) Mitz is watching from the plane right now. He's like, he's like, don't you do it, Cosmo?
5: Stick to the script.
2: (laughs) He just has a nuclear button for when you go Maverick to just shut everything down.
5: Oh
1: my god, dude, brains.
4: <laughs> What's up?
1: If you can think of a terrible anime, <laughs> I'm not against it. <laughs> I'm
2: just saying. Look at, uh, look at. I can speed through the main topic in like five minutes uh-huh. and just blast through everything. Okay, okay. And just sit, fulfill our contractual obligation.
1: <laughs> okay.
4: <Tight. laughs> yeah. All right. Uh I, I, I can I can think of a
1: couple. Okay, all right. You think me, about that. We'll, let- we'll figure it out on the news break. So uh, before we go to that, we do have an in-show weekly trivia question as well, which we will answer after the break. Um, so let us know in the chat if you know the answer to this. And also let us know in the chat if you want us to just hijack this entire episode <laughs> and watch a terrible anime together. <laughs> um, so the <laughs> trivia question, the in-show trivia question is a twisted synopsis. It says a little, well, hold on. Mitz wrote this, and now I'm reading what he wrote. Okay. I'm not reading this. I'm not reading this. I'll I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. Brains, read this. And then, people, you have to figure out what anime this is. This is a legit anime. This is a real anime. Oh, my God. And they had till the end of the news break to try to figure it out?
4: Yep. It's a twisted synopsis. So, a little lolly bitch spins around naked, covered in ribbons in the OP. Oh, yeah. She's a vampire queen and fights for vampire rights, sort of. And she's a naked lolly. Did I say
1: that? All right. Thank you so much, Brains, for reading that. And thanks, Myths, for writing that. Uh, So, of course, let us know what anime that is, and we will tell you after the news break. So stick around, and we will be right back.
0: Anime addicts, this is Mitsugi, and I am here bringing you a dose of anime news. Leading us off, probably one of the bigger news stories recently, Netflix is adding the Evangelion anime worldwide on June 21st. There is now a date for this. We knew previously that Netflix was going to be bringing Evangelion to its platform, but now on June 21st, you will be able to watch Evangelion on Netflix. Of course, this is the acclaimed anime that is directed by Hideaki Anno, Gainax property that is one of the most critically acclaimed and well-known anime in the medium, of course, most people knowing Evangelion. And of course, while Netflix's original announcement last November said that they would also add the Death and Rebirth and and the End of Evangelion films, Netflix didn't really specify if these were also going to be added on the 21st of June. But just know that now you're going to have an easy way to watch Evangelion, which hasn't been something that's been possible in quite a while next up we had a story some time ago about a man in taipei taiwan who was the pokemon master pokemon go grandpa that had 15 smartphones on his bicycle as he rode around taipei collecting way more pokemon than anybody else well it looks like this wasn't even his final form and he has evolved and now has 22 smartphones on his bicycle and he actually says that he has 29 smartphones, but he only uses 22 at one at any given time. And that his maintenance bill for all of this setup is $314 per month, which is pretty funny when you think about it. And I, do, I just wonder how much time he has to spend managing his games outside of the time that he spends riding around in his bicycle. And I'd like to know how many calories he's burning. Next up, Madhouse has announced that they are doing an anime adaptation of... Tasuka Karasuma's No Guns Life manga. It's going to have a TV anime series. The synopsis is ex-soldier Juzo Inui is one, has one question. Who turned him into a cyborg and erased his memories? After the war, cyborg soldiers known as the Extended were discharged. Juzo Inui is one of them, a man whose body was transformed, his head replaced with a giant gun. With no memory of his previous life, or who replaced his head and why? Inui now scratches out the living in the dark streets of the city as the as the resolver taking on cases involving the extended. Seems like a fairly interesting story. It's going to be directed by Naoyuki Ito, who who worked on Overlord. So if you are a fan of that property, like the synopsis, etc., check out No Guns Life anime adaptation. It's going to be coming out sometime soon. And wrapping us up this time. There have been some research anecdotes made about Mount Fuji. I guess Japanese officials are preparing for a possible Mount Fuji eruption, and they're just getting their ducks in order in the event that that ever does happen. They say that the ash accumulation would be up to a, a 1.5 centimeters thick in central Tokyo over the over 15 days of eruption, and that around the base of the mountain, the three meters of ash would accumulate, which is almost 10 feet, which would be ridiculous. Apparently. Ten centimeters of accumulation makes roads unpassable, and even a small amount, less than a centimeter, of ash floating through the air would make air travel difficult. So Japanese officials are preparing for anything, I guess, in terms of infrastructure, transit, living around the area of Tokyo, because they believe the ash could spread as far as Chiba, which is pretty far away from Mount Fuji. So... Just a little interesting tidbit there. This is Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now getting back to the podcast right now.
1: Mandy, I've got a great idea.
3: All right, let's hear it.
1: Okay. What if, now hear me out. What if we did additional episodes? I'm talking hobby addicts, after parties, maybe even hentai episodes if you're nasty.
3: Well, I mean, we already do all of those. Hold on, what? Yeah, we've been doing that for, like, years.
1: How did I not know about this?
3: Um, you've been in, like, a ton of those episodes.
1: Come on, Mandel.
3: My name is Mandy.
1: Okay, okay, Medward. You know I don't pay attention to things like that.
3: Like, yourself, speaking?
1: Huh? Well, I'm glad now we're making millions off these extra episodes.
3: Actually, they're only like a couple bucks a month. Wait, what? Yeah. If you go to aapodcast.com slash join, you can sign up to get access to all of our extra podcast goodness for just a few bucks a month.
1: Whoa. That is a steal. All right. So where do I go to sign up?
3: I just told you. aapodcast.com slash join. And besides, you're in those episodes. Huh? Just just, just go to aapodcast.com slash join already.
1: Hey, welcome back to the 465th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I say we just jam out, guys. This, this, is, a, this is a pretty sick song. Yeah, just, just keep it real. Kazuo, right. Co-
4: check... Check the YouTube chat. I think there's a name in there you're going to really oh, like. Oh, fantastic.
1: <laughs> I yes, I, I see that. Sh- shout out to uh, our <laughs> Are you going to say it? Are you gonna shout s- out to our our listener who's in the chat right now, Cream Pie Kohai. Great name. Uh, you know, who doesn't? Look, brains. I don't know about you, but I enjoy a delicious cream pie from time to time.
4: Uh yeah sure yeah, yeah yeah
1: dude my grandma used to make the best <laughs> 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 did
4: she no no did grandpa help we've gone we've
1: gone too far <laughs> we've gone too far um all right so before we went on our news break everyone we asked you an in weekly trivia question uh which is a little twisted thanks to our uh, our wonderful host Mitsugi uh he said here it's a twisted synopsis so this is not the actual synopsis but it's his view of the synopsis. It says, a little lowly bitch <laughs> spins around naked covered in ribbons in the OP. Oh, yeah, she's a vampire queen and fights for vampire rights, sort of. And she's a naked lowly. Did I say that? So, that anime is Dance in the Vampire Bund, which I thankfully have not seen. But I assume Mitsugi has. And I assume he's also a big fan of it, it would appear. Perhaps. I don't know. I can't confirm this
4: all right i i, I i've watched it. it 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 was okay oh okay
1: tight um so let's see here we got a couple things here normally we would do a manga minute with mandy but she is not here today uh but we do have huh, 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 if i could find the drop around here somewhere <laughs> a an enzo senpai's notice me corner
4: it's probably under
1: notice me corner
3: and Enzo Senpai's
1: Notice Me Corner. No, Brains, I will have you know, this one was actually under Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner. So it was in the right place. It was where it should be. Oh. So unfortunately, Enzo couldn't be with us today. He is working for the man being held down by the government or something. I don't know. Um, But So in his place, uh, (laughs) I I will read this for you. Of course, Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner is a little segment that he... Uh, has had us put together for you, the listener, where you can write in and let us know uh, what's going on in your life, what accomplishments, if you had a, a recent uh, major accomplishment or something you're, you're aiming for, you're trying to get done, let us know so that we can celebrate along with you. Uh, there's a link on the website um, under the mailbags button. It's now actually called Mailbag and More, and you can select that, select Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner, write us in, let us know what's going on in your life, just like Cooper did. Mason, um, do you want to go ahead and read that for Cooper? So I'm not talking the entire time.
2: Oh, I certainly could. Thank you.
1: I, I, yeah, I I'm try. gonna drink my beer. Uh,
2: salutations, A.A.A. Crew! After eight months of rigorous job searching to escape my deplorable job in mortgaging, I just now accepted a new position as a digital content writer and social media manager elsewhere. This is a huge step in the right direction for me, so my year is off to a good start. Great to hear that <laughs> now I have to work on my new year's resolution of being happier for other people who have what I want. This is a point of struggle for me, but I'm confident I can overcome it. We may have never talked, but thank you for believing in me. I appreciate it and I hope your year is filled with good madness.
1: yeah man congratulations and best of luck going forward um, I, I I definitely get what you're saying about you know struggling with um you know. Not, not, uh, not comparing yourself with other people and being happy for other people, even though maybe they got something that you wanted. That's just part of life, man, you know? Right. Um, and, and we all struggle with that. So best of luck, though. You're, you're on the right track, and I think you're going to do great.
4: I know, uh, I know I'm not necessarily one of the people that you were writing this for, but that's honestly really awesome. I, I have a few friends uh, that I go to college with that are, are working on um, – trying to get degrees for similar positions and uh, it sounds like it's a lot of hard work and I mean, hats off to you. I, I, meanwhile, all I'm learning how to do is write words into computers to tell them what to do, which is uh, in my opinion, comparatively a lot easier. So that's that's awesome, honestly.
2: And I essentially essentially am as good as Enzo because we're essentially the same person. I'm the Bruce Wayne to his Batman. We're the same age, and we've never been on the same podcast together. Think about it. It adds up. That is
1: right. And you know what? If I remember correctly, (laughs) in Japan, I never saw you both in the same place at the same time. No, never. Never. You you could be the same person, (laughs) even though you look completely different. Literally the opposite (laughs) is your appearance.
2: I mean, Bruce Wayne doesn't wear a cape and a big old old spooky hat. Although,
1: I will have you know, Enzo's been getting pretty lean, man. He's looking
2: good, dude. He's getting. Oh, thank you. I've been trying. I've been working on it. The
1: the other Enzo. The real Enzo. Very true. The The real real Enzo. Enzo. You know, guys. um, He's putting in the work. I I have, you know, speaking of like, you know, we're talking a little bit about like struggle and trying to accomplish things and maybe dealing with a bit of insecurity and things like that, which is totally normal and human nature um, and nothing to be ashamed of. I'm dealing with a bit of insecurity right now uh, for a particular reason that I want to share with you. Currently in the chat, uh, our good friend Pat Bortz said he just got in here and he wants to know how things are going. And longtime listener uh, and frequent, frequent chatter, Captain Avatar, says it hasn't derailed yet. Yet. You know what, Captain Avatar? I take, I take fault with that. All right. If I can do one thing good in this world, it is derail a podcast. So, please excuse me as I chug the rest of my beer so we can get this party started.
4: <laughs> and, and, and you you brought a trash panda oh, in here. And, and just so you know, the one thing that us trash pandas are really good about doing is bringing at least a small trash can with us to spread out over the podcast. Uh, beer done. <laughs> oh, jeez.
2: We're in it now, Next boys. We're in it.
4: I'm not... I'm, I'm not going to chug mine, uh, but I, I, I'll, I'll take a long pull if that ah, makes me feel better.
1: Let's get this party started. <laughs> all right. So we got a main topic today, guys, um, apparently, which we're going to go through in some manner. And uh, <laughs> that is uh, discussing the, tw- the spring 2019 anime uh, and what we think of them and what we're looking forward to and all that good stuff. Now I really got a burp, but it's like stuck in my chest. It's really unfortunate.
4: Uh, Ooh, that sucks. I hate those.
1: Ugh. All right. So uh, let's see here. Um, I guess, do you guys want to just uh, just fire off some stuff? We've got a list here that Mitts threw on the dock um, that we can go over, just a bunch of uh, really popular shows that are going to be coming out in the spring. Um, so yeah, what do, you, what do you guys like? What are you, what are you looking at?
4: Uh, me personally? Yeah. I'm really, really, really looking forward to One Punch Man Season 2.
5: One Punch!
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I, Unless of course it's an I, April Fool's I, joke, I which is totally remember. possible. Have you seen though? Oh have God. you seen
2: the PV, my good friend brains?
4: I have, and I'm and, still and you're still excited. excited. I have you're not. Still yeah, I'm still optimistic. I just, I wish it was Studio Mappa and like the same staff and everything. Um, JC staff's fine. I just, but that trailer, I, just, I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That that was kind of a lackluster trailer, but it was along the lines of what I expected. I didn't I don't I don't expect a whole lot from trailers for anime, and that sounds kind of messed up to say, but like you know, uh I'm
1: going to pull up this trailer. You know
4: who does a good trailer these days? It's Marvel. Marvel has been doing better and better trailers where I don't feel like I've gotten spoiled on everything. And it's almost like, it's it's this weird kind of combination, or this weird kind of like dichotomy, I guess. It, which is like the East, and like a lot of the trailers in the East, they're, you know, they show you a lot of action, show you a lot of like big moments, some beautiful scenes. But it tells you almost nothing about what's going on in the movie, right? And then like Western trailers seem to tell you too much, and like Marvel like did a bad job with that with uh, Age of Ultron. But they've been doing better. Like the uh, Avengers Endgame trailers I've really enjoyed. As well as like the uh, Captain Marvel trailers I really enjoyed. I didn't feel like I was spoiled on anything of the story special. Right
1: oh, sorry, I'm, wa- I'm, I'm, I'm about to play <laughs> so the trailer, but there's an ad that played before it. So here we go. Oof. Oh my. Let's take a look. I'm taking a look at this. I haven't I seen it yet. So. Sound-
2: Okay, well as you start watching it, uh-huh. you may start seeing these flashing black bars. Uh, okay. And you're like, well why is why is my computer stuttering? What's wrong with my internet connection? No, that's just how it is. Wait, what? <laughs> why there's just these like weird artistic choices to include these flashing black, like supercuts over the animation.
1: That's annoying. Why why are they doing that?
5: Because
2: a Jc staff?
1: Oh god! <laughs> Is that the whole trailer? But, uh,
2: j- no, no. Oh, so okay, no, you got this, okay. this Genos that looks like a, a B team made him the entire time, like an off-brand Genos.
1: Yeah. Okay. All
2: these really weird, like static camera shots. Yeah. Um.
1: It's all like still
2: images. It just, it's awkward and like a trailer as i'm with you brains completely like i hate being revealed too much that's why i often don't even look at them but just like a trailer especially in animation tends to show off the best that it has to offer and get you hyped and everything from like the action scenes to the song that plays is just doesn't have that oomph it's just kind of flat and stale and especially at the very end i think there's a scene where Saitama, like, jumps from his building. Yeah, I'm almost at the end and right it's, now. It's less of a jump. He just kind of, like, moves away from it. And there's no muscle. There's no weight. There's no depth to any of it. And it's... What the
1: hell was the that? I just saw it. What was that oh. nonsense? It's He just floated away from his it's, building. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, it's just kind of sad. And honestly, I'm someone who's not even, like, a big... I mean I like you know, great animation as next as much as the next guy, sure. sure. Yeah, of course. But but like action scenes like don't make a show for me. Like I kinda tune out and I'm like, oh, it's just the fight scene. I mean, there are
1: some shows that but I feel like are mostly just visual like it's just Father. Yeah. it's it's made specifically just to be pretty. Like there are definitely shows like exactly. that. Those are fine. But Yeah, I don't need that.
2: But for it to be so bad kinda hurts. Mm-hmm that's unfortunate yeah
4: i i I agree i'm I'm not a big fan of the song they have playing in the trailer like this is one of those situations where i was just like just just bring back the original op like the the original op was (laughs) was so good good. like just like that 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 was fine just how how about we not do whatever this is that you're doing right now like
2: i mean i hope i'm wrong uh, i i love one's work i love mob psycho i love one punch man like i, I mean, want this to yeah, do well one
1: hasn't really failed yet has he i think mean, yeah yeah he's only had i mean awesome stuff at the end of the day
2: they're gonna adopt the manga and it's gonna be great the story still holds up but like it should be enough to keep my interest but when you just have production decisions like this as like the shining example of what we're gonna see in a couple weeks it just it's tempered my expectations yeah. a bit so maybe that's what they wanted so then
1: they blow people all the water who knows I don't know. could still be an april fool's joke we don't know uh, <laughs> yeah all right so what Th- this was the joke yeah. <laughs> so what else what else do we have coming out uh in spring
2: well well brains mentioned he wanted like oh mappa or someone like that to adopt this but i'm actually glad that they didn't because mappa's new show Sarazanmai, i believe oh, Sarazanmai. uh it's like a weird mix of, like, animation over, like, real, like, video. Like, real shots. Huh. Uh, and it's kind of got a super cool vibe to it. I mean, MAPPA has been killing it as of late. They've oh, done yeah. Dororo, uh, Land Saga, Banana Fish, um, which are all pretty good productions. Uh, oh, it's God. the director who did... Uh, well, the director and the same guy who worked with... Um, like monogatari series and penguin drum uh, ikuhara i mean uh, legendary guy he's yeah, yeah, yeah. involved with this it's just got a cool vibe to it it's it could look hideous this or it could look great interesting but it's it's a, definitely a breath of fresh air hold on i'm watching or at least a minute. i'm
1: watching this pv right now and i won't play it over the audio just because like, that's probably a mess, and it's probably gonna be pissed at me for playing that one trailer but um i'm watching the <laughs> pv here it's like is this legit like it's irl stuff but with animated characters Ex- yeah that is cool it's it's literally for those that haven't seen it so it's called sara zanmai and it is correct
2: which i think is some it's it's all in Hiragana, so there's no like kanji to derive a meeting yeah. from but i'm thinking it's something to do with like uh sara is like plate or dish and like zanmai is like indulgence so i have no idea what that could me, yeah, but
1: but it's but but to explain what i was saying it's basically the entire pv if you haven't seen it is like shots of like real japan like city streets and stuff like that but just with like the anime characters existing in those worlds it looks really interesting i like what they're doing um and i just like the concept that's that's a fascinating concept and i don't think i've really seen anyone do much with that before but that's that's really cool to be like these people are living in our world you know very neat. I like it. Well, they they've they've
4: they've done some attempts, but like usually they're they're they, they never really panned Yeah. Out. It's kind of like that um like famously uh, who framed Roger Rabbit works out real well, worked out real well, right? But like there was also in the same year, or close to the same year, Cool World, which um I don't
1: which which I'm not familiar not pan with that. Out well.
4: Uh, basically, man falls in love with crazy uh, cartoon character after he fell into the drawing. Brings her out. Oh, into the okay. world, And stuff goes yeah. real bad for him. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I mean, as far as like anime, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've really seen that in anime before. I've seen, I think, stuff, but like in comedies and just little skits and stuff for anime where they mm-hmm. where they do like mix in with like the real world. But to have it, if the entire show is like that, that's really interesting, and I kind of like the concept. I I'm, yeah,
2: and to be fair, half of it's because of this art style and half of it is because of the atmosphere and the staff involved i think it'll be a weird wild show to go along with it but
1: yeah we'll see i'm a little my hopes see up. my thing is i'm me with ikuhata i'm i'm kind of hit and miss with yeah. him. like i de- i definitely <laughs> I think that's the only way yeah <laughs> i like some of his stuff a lot you know um but then just uh like um you know with yurikuma i hated (laughs) yurikuma oh my god i hated that show Um, no i'm I'm with you i'm completely with you yeah so i i don't know i mean i'm i'm willing to give him a shot you know he's he's he deserves that at least and this seems like a really interesting concept so um you know i'd be willing to check it out but i don't know that that's that's interesting that wasn't even like on my radar so i'm glad you brought that up that's that's a cool one
2: brains what's next
1: on your list
4: Oh, next on mine. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so, they Netflix is doing you know Netflixy things. Netflix is
1: killing it, man. They're knocking <laughs> it out of the park. Yeah, with anime. Well, <sighs>
4: see, that's the thing. Okay, I I, I kind of disagree with that sen- sentiment okay. because I uh, I don't know how much of what we see with the Netflix brand on it is actually being co-produced by netflix or is just being licensed Mm, right right for instance kake gurui i'm pretty sure was just licensed by netflix and i think with the licensed shows they take longer to put them out and and so they've had a lot of good licensed shows don't get me wrong and maybe they've invested money in it that's fine but a lot of their ones that have just popped up all of them already have been kind of meh Except for Devil Man Crybaby, which I think was insane. The, the, Jeez. Yeah. yeah, and like so, I I can get where a lot of people are saying that. I I hope that they're actually investing money. Like even these ones that they've licensed and that they don't like release all at once um, at the beginning of the season. I'm hoping that that they are just investing, money. and it seems like they are. And and so they've got a few good shows coming out uh, this next season. Actually, three of mm. them. Uh, if I rem- if I recall correctly, it's seven seeds, Carol and Tuesday, and Ultraman.
1: Ultraman. Oh my god! Um, they keep bringing back like these super old shows. Well, Gridman. Huh?
4: We had Gridman a couple. Yeah, seasons yeah, yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. Definitely. But then there's
1: also been a lot of stuff that they've done with, um, like Tezuka Productions has been doing a lot of things, bringing back really old shows. Mm-hmm. You know, um,
2: with all the anniversaries coming up. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's so. I mean, which is normal. Like, I mean. Western companies do this all the time. We, you know, we have like an old product that has some sort of popularity or a fan base. So let's bring it back and see if we can, kind of re-spark that same excitement. Um, I feel like oftentimes, though, it doesn't really work as well as they might have, they might hope. You know, um, I think I think like the medium of storytelling has evolved so much in the past. I mean, I mean, it's constantly evolving. But like, especially like you know, if you go back 60 years or 50 years, like it's evolved so much that a lot of these like old stories like they just don't hold up to modern storytelling um like standards i feel like and 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 i don't know I, but hey but like
4: i got i get what you're saying not necessarily the story itself but the way it was told at yeah the time.
1: yeah exactly and so i mean like they're not i mean this is gotcha man is like this just just fun and you know you know all that stuff so this is not ultraman gotcha man's different right 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 so like it's not supposed to be taken particularly seriously but i don't know i mean I, I always hope for the best with stuff like that but um i just
4: so i've seen the ultraman trailer and it's going to be all like that um almost like realistic cg like that they, if you've seen uh, Gantz Zero yeah. or Gantz O, I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be Gantz O on on Netflix. Oh. It looked like it was going to be that kind of animation. So I'm really excited to see how, because the the trailer, the little bit I saw, it looked nice and polished. Uh, but the, the actual, I guess the actual number two on my list is Seven Seed. And I don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, in fact, uh, I was on a, On another podcast and they were talking about it and uh, when they were talking about the the manga they said that there are like a lot of problems with the manga but it sounds like this really interesting story Mm. so it basically uh, Japan decided that at some point there is going to be this apocalyptic event that's going to happen so they basically froze um, a bunch of children Mm -hmm. right? And then they, they, I guess are waking up in groups in these groups of sevens and they have these refuges called fujis, and they get a bunch of seeds and survival books and a guide with each of them. And they basically have to try to survive in this post-apocalyptic world. And I am a sucker for anything that's like survive in a post-apocalyptic yeah. world because that means that I'm going to enjoy like how dark. Yeah. I'm ends. watching the
1: trailer right now. Um, it seems interesting. I don't know how I feel about the character designs. They're kind of funky. Um they are
4: a little weird. I, I noticed that too, but it's
1: you know, like it looks like the drawing of like the character faces is like kind of amateurish. Like it reminds me of stuff I drew in middle school to be honest with you. <laughs> it's like ew, it's not, that's, that's the power of Netflix. It's like, not great, but I mean like, I like the concept. I mean, you know, I it,
4: and then that's the thing I like because like they they get stranded on an island full of strange plants and, and dinosaurs. Apparently, and, there was a
1: dinosaur and, in one scene.
4: Yeah. So like I think it'll be kind of like it, it'll be at least interesting to see, and I think that's why I'm looking forward to it. Not in like a uh, I think it's going to be the greatest thing ever, but I think it's going to be something to behold.
1: Yeah. Netflix is an interesting one. I mean, I feel like they've been doing pretty well with anime. I don't know. I don't know if the Netflix platform is going to hold up just because I feel like streaming media is so easy, not easy, but like it's become so readily available. And like most companies, you know, or, or a lot of companies, they can create some sort of streaming platform. So it's like, why bother giving things to Netflix anymore when you can just do it on your own site?
4: Well, and I think And I think that's why Netflix has invested so much in its original programming, which has been fantastic. Like, uh, I just started watching a show recently, and I'm pretty sure it's a Netflix original programming. It's called The Order. Mm -hmm. And it's not... uh, you know, it's it's another one of those, oh, mages versus werewolves. Check out these college students trying to make the... But I, I think that it's it's either a, a Canadian show or it's a Netflix mm-hmm. show, and I'm not sure which. It, they dropped the F-bomb a lot, so it leads me to believe it's a Netflix original. Okay. And it's been really fun to watch. And, and of course, there are great things like Castlevania. Sure, yeah. Um, we're getting more from, from those guys coming up. In fact, they even expressed a desire to remake uh, Berserk. And oh. do Berserk as a Netflix show. I'll believe it I when I see it. Okay. <laughs> well, they they expressed a desire to. Doesn't mean they get to, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of really good um, Netflix original programming, including the Marvel shows that they had for a little while. But they... And so they've been trying... They've been investing, and they've said so. We're going to invest more and more into... You know these streaming ser in, or into our streaming service to create original programming and original movies, right. uh, like Triple Frontier is a movie that just came out. It's pretty good. I like it a lot for for a military you, movie. You know what I think? And I'm uh, sorry.
1: I, I I this just hit me, and I have to say it. Otherwise, I'll forget it. Uh, Netflix it reminds me of Gold's Gym, and the reason why. I, oh, the reason why I say that for the brand, right? No, the, exactly. The reason why I say that is because Netflix kind of uh was a big part of pioneering this this concept of like digital streaming of of shows and movies and things like that but since then there have there have become a plethora of other companies that provide streaming services and and their and media and shows and anime and movies and all this other stuff through their streaming platforms Um, and many of them are just as good like as far as you know the the infrastructure and their ability to like you know operate effectively and like the the content that's available to you is is plentiful however netflix simply has the name of netflix which has become you know what ha- what is causing them to remain or, or and will potentially cause them to remain as popular and as 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 um you know successful as, as they are as they are I get yeah tripping. so i think like you look at something like amazon like amazon has a ton of shows that people that that no one is watching <laughs> Because Erizuku. yeah, like net, like Amazon has so many shows and and, ori- and original programming and anime and stuff that no one watches, even though everyone already has an Amazon subscription, but it's simply because Netflix, the name Netflix, has become synonymous with streaming media, you know, um, and oh yeah, so I just don't know how that works into the future, as far as I mean, well, it's you know, I think they'll rem- it's it's not just oh, go ahead.
4: sorry. No, go
1: ahead. I was going to say that it's I, you know, if you're looking at something like a Gold's Gym for for reference, I mean, obviously they've remained as successful and popular as can be expected, but I think that definitely leaves room for a lot of other people to move into the market and eat up, um, you know, some of their some of their consumers. You know,
2: I don't know. It's all about and, changing and, the zeitgeist. I mean, you'll have another subscription service that comes up. That's the Planet Fitness of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of gyms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, they'll just cater to a completely different crowd. And yes, they're both under the subscription of a gym. They are both equally classified as such, but what they provide is completely different in the atmosphere and what they contain. So,
1: yeah. And I think that's where we'll Netflix
2: see. is going. I think, um,
1: you know, I, yeah, who knows, who knows how it's going to well, turn out. I don't know. It's, it's interesting though.
4: Well, the the thing is, is Netflix was first, right? right? Like Netflix, did that video rental service and i loved that right like i used to get things like uh in, the, in america it's called techno man but in in japan it's called teka right? right so they they premiered on on the action channel years ago when i was a wee lad teka blade 2 and i really loved it. it was an ova series and i was like there's got to be a teka blade one it seems like they're playing off all this previous material mm-hmm. So I found Tech-A-Man through Netflix. I watched it and I loved it and I enjoyed it. Now Netflix then pioneered basically streaming services for for all intents and purposes in, in, in any way that a, a corporation can. And in my opinion, they still have the best streaming service. I don't care if it's Amazon or Hulu or what. Like all around, as a functional system and mm-hmm. like an app and a player they have the best in my yeah. opinion. And so they've kind of they kind of led the way there and they're leading the way on the original right. programming. You're seeing Amazon do original programming like uh Good Omens or Bad Omens or Good Omens or or whatever it is coming out soon with David Tennant. You're starting to see Hulu and them put out more original programming. Hulu yeah. in the form of Future Man. And it's it's, it's interesting. I think, in you EC YouTube
2: doing yeah.
1: it now. So. I, yeah, and I don't want to get, I'm sorry, I, I apologize for, like, taking us way off topic. Uh,
2: <laughs> no one cares about streaming platforms. Yeah. Like, care about I'm the shows. About that. Yeah. The- but, um, <laughs> no worries. but yeah,
1: I do, uh, one, one last piece I did want to say was that, like, regarding Netflix and, like, their content that they have available, including anime, of course, and all that. But um, I think they are, they are strongly focused on a lot of, like, that, um, I mean, they do have, like, new anime and new shows coming out relatively frequently but i think the vast majority of their market is in nostalgia and is in like older shows that we've watched example being that they literally just spent i think i'm pretty sure if i if i read if i I remember this they spent a hundred million dollars on friends on the show friends to have them for like a year Thank god
4: they did for like a year (laughs) i've been watching it
1: but um but yeah so i don't know it's very interesting um and again this is not just with like western media but with anime specifically it, it seems that there are a lot of players on the, on the field and you know i i think i think that competition is always good for us the consumer because it forces them to step their game up and you know, forces them to license and create shows that we enjoy so i think it all kind of works out for us in the end
4: I've got a hot take about Netflix real quick. With <laughs> okay, <guess>. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> then we'll steer move on. Then we'll move on. Back. Real quick. Right, right. I, I thought when you first said that, uh, like how long can the platform sustain? I thought you were talking about with anime specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, with anime specifically, I think that Netflix refuses to adapt to the to the existing system that is in place in the anime community. Yes. And by that, I mean like, I remember when I reviewed Kakegurui the first season. If I had wanted to wait, wait to for Netflix to put it up on their streaming service so I could watch it and review it, I would have had to waited six months after it was finished airing in Mm -hmm. Japan. Six months—that is ridiculous. No anime, like no like current anime fans watching the current seasons is going to wait that long, and you're losing out on some of your market share doing Mm -hmm. that. Definitely, uh, I, I, I think it's like a really, really big deal. I think it's a really big problem that Netflix needs to figure out a way how to overcome. Now they tested simulcasting with Violet Evergarden, but they did it everywhere but the U.S. Is, and it was crazy when they that was did so that. Frustrating,
5: <laughs> it
4: was, and. Uh, so Netflix just does this thing where they where they want to release the shows in their binge format. And yeah, that works great for your casual anime fan or whatever that's going to run across the show, but like there is a fairly large market share Crunchyroll has shown that you know watches the shows week to week and you're missing out on that by not at least having it all out by the time the show is finished mm-hmm. or very shortly after, right? Yeah. Uh and and that's the one thing I really don't like about Netflix. Like I like that they picked up these things and that they put all this effort into them and, and this money into it, though from my understanding it's not much more money than the studios were already getting. But I I just dislike the fact that it's gonna take so long for the show to come out. And it's like, well, I don't need a dub, release it subtitled for me at least first. Right. Like but they want to dub in like five languages which is nice and something that's needed but
1: it yeah it's it's taking too long All right well we'll save that for our Netflix episode I guess but um
2: so <laughs> I just got one comment about Seven Seeds I haven't heard of it I haven't seen it but I hear you say post apocalyptic I hear Kazuro say it's got amateurish faces I'm just thinking is this a sequel to The Girl's Last Tour boy i wish could be anyway next show we're excited for yes and this is half for me half for my boy enzo because i know he's hyped for it okay uh carol and tuesday carol this is yeah it's watanabe and it's studio bones essentially this it's essentially sakamichi no Apollon kids on the slope 2.0 it's amazing it's like a singer songwriter guitarist vocalist kind of duet band it's on mars it's music's standard tribulations with a sci-fi twist it's who knows what it's going to be but it's going to be a crazy fun ride
1: yeah i mean uh, i i absolutely love watanabe and yeah uh, exactly what more do you need what more do you need yeah and watching the pv for this right now of course it looks absolutely gorgeous and i wish i could listen absolutely. to it right now because i'm sure the music is incredible as well um but I have to play it on mute. Otherwise, it messes with all of you guys because you have to listen to it, too. But
2: you go, go, everyone, everyone in the chat, you can go knock it up because it's great. It's great.
4: I'm excited for that show, too. I mean, Watanabe is... I Watanabe's never completely let me down. He's let me down a little bit with some things. With what? Never completely. Uh, Sankyo no Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Nope. Yep. I forgot about that.
4: But... (laughs) That wasn't awful,
2: you
1: know? That wasn't like unwatchable.
4: No. Well, and it's it was a bad Shinichiro Watanabe uh, anime, but still better than a lot of anime, yeah. if that makes sense, I, right? Absolutely. Like it's, it's still good. It just isn't. Oh, you know, man, Watanabe. that show had some problems. So, <laughs> oh
1: my god. Now that I'm, I'm yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that was frustrating. I was I was over here like, oh, I love Watanabe. Like he can't he can do no wrong, and then I'm like, oh no, no, he has. He has done wrong. No, <laughs> he has done very wrong.
4: Everyone, everyone has has a uh, has a misstep every so once in yeah. a while.
1: Even you know what? Even Space Dandy. I didn't really love. I mean, I know a lot of people love Space Dandy. I enjoyed some of it, but
2: but to be fair, that wasn't like entirely him. Like, That's true. He was just producing and yeah. had a bunch of guest stuff. So it's it's especially when the whole conceit of that show was to have as many different styles and influences as possible. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. You're, can't oh, hold yeah.
2: them responsible. For sure. But essentially what, what triggered this main topic was uh, Charopedia, a Japanese congregator site, essentially has a list of like their 20 most anticipated shows. And we we're looking at that for inspiration. Number one to, I don't think anyone's surprise, was Attack on Titan <laughs> Season 3 Part 2.
4: Nice. Can we pause for a second yeah. there? Okay. <gasps> It's not season three, part two. It's not a part two when you put up like a whole season in Uh, between it. It's season four. I don't know if you know
1: how cores
2: work, but (laughs) you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. And here's why I'm excited for this because I haven't watched part one yet because I knew part two was coming. So in my mind, they're one season that I'm going to watch together. <laughs> okay. Check
1: checkmate.
5: Check, well, no. <laughs> I <know>. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, I loved I, Attack on Titan season three. Um, I was very happy with that. Too. Uh, you know, season three part one, I guess, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've heard a lot of people who weren't
2: the biggest fan. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of one or two, but they said season three really turns it
1: around. I re- as I'm sure, I really enjoyed season one. Um, I know a lot of people shat upon the first season because they were like, oh, the pacing sucked and it took forever. And I remember like Mitts several times being like, oh, they spent like five episodes pushing a boulder. I'm like, that was one episode that they did that. Okay. <laughs> um, right. So I, yeah, I enjoyed season one a lot. Season two was not great for me, but season three really brought it back around and in a, di- in a different way, which I thought was really great. Like they went kind of a different route with it and, and I really enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. Next. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking
2: forward to it. I'm, I'm hyped for it too, then. Yeah. Because yeah. it means I now get to watch that part one that has been so talked up.
1: Yeah. Um, Icy Rose says uh, season three, part two, we finally get to the basement.
4: <laughs> that is true. We will get to the Jesus basement. Christ. And- You'll hear the laments of many anime fans. Oh yeah, here's the problem with some their expectations
5: have been exactly
1: with something like that that's been built up for years. Like there's no way you can live up to that expectation. It's gonna be a disappointment. I I mean, unless they pull something off, it's just ridiculous and incredible. um, It's it's there's no way that it lives up to years of of waiting to see what the hell is going on in that goddamn basement
4: so I, I I read the manga. It is ridiculous. I'll, oh, I'll give fantastic. You that
2: much. but please tell me there's a like level below the basement that uh, they're gonna nope. get to the basement and find oh, there's an even it goes even deeper. <laughs> yeah <And laughs> just it,
4: they're gonna it have just to go like hunting whole, for the key for the second level of the basement, it's it's 10 ten years the basement
2: years later. here's here's my prediction. The basement is just nerve. The opera, the, oh uh, my God. the institution from Eva. It's, and that's where they're going to find the robots. It's one of
1: those escalators like you see in Eva yeah, that exactly. just goes way down. into Exactly. Oh, my God.
2: I've, I've got this covered. Jesus You're welcome. Uh, sp- spoiler alert. Sorry. Too late. All boys. right. What else
1: do we have on this list uh, that's anyway, highly anticipated? Number
2: two, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba.
1: What the, I the hell bl- is that? Is
2: that the... UFO table one, I do not remember.
1: Let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm a Googling. That's, uh, I'm not uh, sure. I
2: don't remember. I, mean, it I remember it
1: looked pretty UFO sharp. UFO Sounds like the most unoriginal name ever. Demon yeah, Slayer. Yeah, exactly.
2: Kimetsu yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, no one cares about no, Number three is We Never Learn which is certainly true. Number four is One Punch Man, season two, which we talked about. Number five is Bungo Stray Dogs, which I'm actually somewhat hyped for. Mm. Uh, Season one was all right. Season two started off amazing. There was like a brief start at the beginning of that, which was splendid, and then they reverted to being just all right. So I'm hoping that they read the comments and learn that Wow, if we just did what we did for the first episode of Season 2, for a whole season, this will
1: actually be good.
4: You mean cut out all the other characters and go back to Dazai's past working for the Mafia? That's exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) Bro, I'm watching this trailer for Demon Slayer. This looks awesome. (laughs) This looks so cool.
4: It must be from UFO Table. Yeah, it's the UFO Table. Uh, Let's see, there's a movie... Is that a? It must be a movie that's coming out.
1: Holy crap! This looks insane. I need to watch this.
2: Saku got yeah, that's UFO team.
1: Sa- <laughs> <laughs> um So okay, yeah. Bungo Stray Dogs. I watched the first season of Bungo, and I just didn't really like it. I know uh, it, the only saving
2: grace was if you knew a little bit of like the yeah, you got to know who they the all literary, are literary references, which was tough as a western viewer for season one because it was all obviously eastern focused they did bring a lot more western authors into season two which made it interesting and in the end it was mainly just held up by slightly stylish visuals so it was all all right like i said it was passable i mean it was bones and it got the job done right but I've got I've got hope. Yeah, I've got hope that they've actually taken a lot of time since the first one.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I always want a show to be good. Like it's you know, I know I I, I shit upon a lot of anime, um, but I always want them to be good. Like I go into it even if it's something that I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound like something I'd be interested in. I still hope that it turns me around and you know, and so hopefully uh, I don't know. Hopefully, Bungo season whatever three, three is, is yeah. good.
2: Season three, part two, yeah, yeah. Uh, chapter
1: A. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Remastered stanza four. <laughs> um, okay, so next up on the list here is one that is, is 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 a name that I have not seen in quite some time, and that is <laughs> many yeah, a Yeah, yeah, and that is fruits basket. <laughs> what new fruits basket? Yes, yes. How uh,
5: how
4: many? Why what? I, <sighs> Because people wanted to see the end of the manga, I suppose. Kind of like the whole Inuyasha thing just took a lot yeah. longer.
2: Didn't you guys talk about in the West uh, how they bring properties <laughs> back from the dead? I mean, this is only like 20 years old, but still.
1: Dude, I'm looking
2: at the trailer so, too, and it looks good.
1: Like, the the art and animation and everything looks... You know, obviously the, the original came out a long time ago. Um, and this looks... It was like mid 2001, I think. Yeah, holy jeez. That was a long time ago. But this looks way better. Like just watching the character art and the background art and animation and everything, like this is solid. I like it. Does
2: the trailer for the new Fruits Basket look better than the new One
1: Punch Man trailer? Yes. I will say yes. There are there are Oof. three different trailers that I'm skimming through right now.
2: Well, but... this this world had a good run. Let's let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's here. reset it, guys. Let's get, <laughs> get some asteroids going.
1: Uh, <laughs> let's let's restart this whole thing. Um, yeah, no, it, it actually yeah. does look better, if I'm being honest. It's unfortunate. Uh,
4: so sad. So number so seven sad.
2: on this list of this one website's most anticipated for spring of 2019 is. Number seven is Midnight Occult Civil Servants. That's almost as bad of a name as Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, but what? I, I can't say I know anything about what? it because I am
1: who name, who names <laughs> these animes.
4: <laughs> who listen? I, manatees. Manatees. Same it's manatees the, it's the that Family Guy family manatees. Guy. Yep. <laughs> they just pick. They just throw balls out, and they're like, "Oh, that makes yeah. sense."
1: That'll be our Midnight, name. Uh, occult. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense together. I like that. Midnight Occult. Civil Servants. What? <laughs> How does that fit? Wait, what? I don't know.
4: The manatee said it. We must do it or we'll anger yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah, fair
1: enough. This is... I'm, this is... <laughs> there's a... <laughs> I'm watching the trailer. There's a giant cat that just, like, glomps some dude. What is going on?
4: Uh, so many drugs you
1: don't even. I know. don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know.
4: It's all the cocaine it's that they much. do
1: over there. You know, this is ridiculous. That's what all right. Let's is. power through these last few ones, and then uh, we got to move on to. So if you want to, oh my god, you know what? Let's just read yeah, the top well, I'm ten. A, I'm
2: gonna plow through. I got this real okay.
1: quick. Okay, all here we right. go.
2: Number eight is Mix, uh, which is a spin-off of Touch, which is like tangentially related, or don't sue me on this. Become. Uh, I don't remember. I think it's off of like Cross Game. It's all kind of in that same uh, sports high school extended universe. Uh, it's bringing the series back. It's cool, whatever. Number nine is Zoku, a Monogatari, which uh, is a movie that came out, but they're releasing it in six episodes. Um, it's great. If you like Monogatari, by this point, you're already invested. If not, uh, watch the other stuff. Uh it's good. I've seen the first two episodes already and it's about what I would expect uh, because they're including movies on this list. I've got two on my own. One of it, which is called Uh loop on the third Fujiko no Uso, which is Fujiko's lies. It's like the third in the series of movies about like the core Lupin gang. Uh, they're great. It's done by Koiki Takashi from red line. And he like did the first two. Yeah. One was like Jigen's gravestones. The second was Goiman's spray of blood. And the, which oh is God, which, all kind so of a good. sequel to the best lupon in the series of woman called fujiko mine mm-hmm. so if you like the lupon but you hate the slapstick scooby scooby-doo chase scenes uh you like the violence the sexy refinement it's all here it's more mature it's great uh check them all out um, even if
4: you aren't a fan of lupin i'd suggest Goimon's spray of blood that is It's so well animated and the fight scenes in it are great.
2: Yeah, it's a good time. If we're also counting movies, uh, Promare is coming out next season. Once again, in Japan, so we probably won't get it for a while. But it's Trigger, it's Imaishi. Uh, The main character is not Kamina. And uh, Get Hype. Uh, Okay, that's enough of my side tangent. And number 10 is Isekai Quartet crossover anime. Uh, I don't know. And 11, it was Seven Seeds, which Brain's already talked about. And mm-hmm. that's all you need to know, I think.
1: All right. Rant over. Sweet. <laughs> all right. So, on that note, we went a bit long there. But, oh, you know what? We also have, real quick, before we move to our news break, uh, some listener-anticipated shows uh, that Icy Rose was kind enough to collect from the social medias. Um, I'll read through a few of these shows. One that was all over the place was Fruits Basket. People are all about Fruits Basket. Uh, Carol and Tuesdays, uh, One Punch Man Season 2, uh, Demon Slayer, which are all shows that we talked about. Ultraman is mentioned on here. Um, we've got uh, Pro-Mare? What?
2: I don't know what that is. Pro-Mare. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the trigger one. Okay. It's a movie.
1: Fairy Gone, Senru Shoujo, uh, Chokado Girl, um, Sarazan Mai, which you mentioned. Uh, flip side. I didn't hear about that one. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, so those are the those are a lot of the ones that the uh, listeners are looking forward to. Thank you so much for for participating with Icy Rose's random polls that he throws up on on Twitter and Facebook and everything. We appreciate that. He's a psychic.
2: He knew this topic was coming yeah. uh, even
1: before anyone else did. he, he <laughs> yeah he is he is truly the best of us. I don't understand why I'm even a host. He should be a host. Uh, Definitely replace me with Icy Rose, please. Icy Rose 2020,
2: make it happen. (laughs) Icy Rose 2020,
1: kill Kazuo, uh, all hail Icy Rose. Um, Okay, so on that note, we've got another (laughs) in-show weekly trivia question before we go to our news break, and this one is a simple one. Very simple question. You tell me, if you know it, in what decade is the classic film film Akira set? Not in what decade did it come out, but what decade... Is it set? And we will answer that. Oh, I know. Right after this break.
5: Thank you.
0: Hey everybody, Mitsuki's back one more time, bringing you another round of your anime news. Leading us off, the Attack on Titan chief director Tetsudo Araki and director Masashi Koizuka said in the April 2019 issue of Media that friendship is going to be one of the most important themes that will be present in the second part of Attack on Titan Season 3. Particularly, they believe that viewers should look out for interactions between Eren, Armin, Levi, and Irwin, so he's saying, quote, when you think about it, Attack on Titan is a story that overflows with friendship. So this is, of course, a season of anime that's going to be coming out in just a couple weeks. Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 2 is going to be airing in the Spring 2019 season, and most people are looking forward to this. To so Look out for these themes in the upcoming season of Attack on Titan. Next up, Goblin Slayer apparently was popular enough to get a new anime episode It was announced on the website for the anime that Goblin Slayer's light novel series is getting another episode titled Goblin's Crown and that it's going to be getting a theater release so that's pretty interesting it's going to be getting a theater release they don't say in the article where it's going to be released but it is definitely going to be getting some kind of a screening in theaters of course this television anime series premiered back in October Crunchyroll had it and it's been watched by a lot of people and also viewed as very controversial by others, but it is getting a screening in theaters of an anime episode, so look out for that if you're a fan of Goblin Slayer. Next up, the Made on Abyss film, Fum- Fukaki Tamashi no May is getting a viewing in theaters as well in January of 2020 was released of course on the website for the film in Japan that the film that the franchise of Made in Abyss is getting a film in the franchise this is a 13 episode anime series that was based on Akihito Tsukushi's Made in Abyss manga that came out back in 2017 and made a pretty big splash, it was a very popular and well liked anime series so if you're a fan of Made in Abyss, 2020 is going to be a year where you're going to get a film for the anime property and rounding us out today, a little Persona 5 news, it looks like Atlus has revealed another project for Persona 5, titled The Royal Project, and it's been listed online with a PlayStation 4 listing tag. Atlus says they're going to reveal more information about the project on April 24th, so i will look forward to that. They also said that they revealed on Saturday that there is a 12th home video release of the original game anime adaptation, and it's going to include a special episode titled A Magical Valentine's Day. So if you're a fan of the anime adaptation of the game, which was on TV, they're getting another episode will be released as well. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break and once again, it's time to get back to the podcast.
1: Hey Mandy, you look troubled. What's wrong? But uh, excuse me?
3: It's all of these anime boy butts, It's just so many of them. I can't decide what's my favorite. I've tried to categorize them by firmness, bounciness, rotundness. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Two things. First, you may need some serious help. Second, why don't you go look at the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast website?
3: Uh, can that help me get to the bottom of this?
1: Stop. You know, puns are my thing, right? Also, no, it won't help you with that at all. You are beyond help, but on our website... You can find all our past shows, along with reviews and trivia. Sign up today and you'll have access to our Hobby Addicts and Hentai episodes.
3: Hentai episodes? So I can hear other people review butts for me?
1: Uh, sure. I, I guess if you want to look at it that way.
3: Now that's something I can get behind.
1: <laughs> Cheeky.
3: And just how outrageous are the hosts of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast?
0: Bulma, brief. Brief. From Dragon Ball Z is such a uh, tease. Anime. You're gonna go over to Master Roshi's house every day, wearing your little short shorts, your little sexy tops.
3: Addicts.
0: But you're not gonna let him tap that ass, even though he wants to tap it and he gets nosebleeds all the time. Anonymous. He's 500 years old. The man can't die till he gets laid. Let the man rest in peace. All I gotta say is Master Roshi's sperm count is over 9,000.
3: Podcast. Don't miss a moment. Tune in at aapodcast.com and iTunes.
1: Oh, hi there, everyone, and welcome back to the... F- oh, hi there. Oh, hi, and welcome back to the 465th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. My name is Cosmo, and I'm happy to be here with you. Um, so... <laughs> how happy, how happy, oh, baby. I am fully
4: erect. No, um... <laughs> Well, I hope so. You're homo sapiens. Yes. So, you
1: know. <laughs> Fully homo sapiens. Um, before we went on our news break, we asked an in-show weekly trivia question. Brains, did you know this? Are you aware of our in-show weekly trivia question?
4: Yes, I, feel I like am. It's... And I actually do know the answer without looking at the at the document ah. because Mitsugi said it so many times. In
1: what decade was the classic film, Akira, set?
4: Yeah. It was set in the 2010s, specifically 2019, because the 2020. Or well, no, I think it was the 2019 Olympics was happening in Tokyo. No, it was, it was 2020. Was it, did it? They say 2020 it was like 2020,
2: 2020 coming next year, stuff like that. Yeah, oh, that's right. So it's now.
1: The time is now, guys. The time is now. And we have to find. So we'll see, Akita, and all. Uh,
4: uh, I mean, I just, I just want the motorcycle. Yeah, Can I just have the motorcycle? That's true.
1: That would be awesome. <laughs> if only. Uh, someone in the chat here said that it, I believe it was Deb, Deborah Mandic. Shout out to Deborah says the beer run was the first time she watched this podcast which i think was also the last time that i hosted it by myself um <laughs> i think if we've learned
4: anything that beer run took you so
1: long it was look okay there's a Seven Eleven on the corner all right i was like i'm gonna go to the 7-eleven i'm gonna run in i know exactly what i'm going for hand the guy my car bah, 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 be back in like 10 minutes if that Unfortunately, I got stuck behind some old lady. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> there was some old lady who was like buying a bunch of scratch tickets, and I was like, great, this is fantastic. Those are the worst humans on earth. I'm sorry. Look, if old people or people who like <laughs> scratch Specifically, old people that buy scratch tickets. All right. Okay, then
2: I'm with yeah. you there. Okay.
1: Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. Oh, go ahead.
4: I was going to say I agree because, like, I, I have those similar experiences every morning. I'm like, okay, I got, like, five minutes for a gas station stop to get something to drink and maybe, like, a, a Danish or yeah. something because I'm a little hungry. And I'll stop and then it'll just be some person there. Like, I'll take uh Let me get number four. Take a number two. Yeah. And a, and a, and a, and a seven... No wait, not the seven, the eight. Yeah, 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 the eight. And like, it's like,
2: oh, I hate Jesus you.
1: Christ, get out of here! Why are you here? And then this, <laughs> and then
2: they scratch them off at the counter there because they don't have any coins. Oh, on that's them.
1: the worst when they step to the side of the counter and oh, scratch them God. off, and they try to get back and be like, oh, I won four dollars. Can I cash this out?
2: <laughs> For um, let's see, uh, a seven yeah, 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 yeah. and a two. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> the cycle, dude. The I cycle literally of violence somebody, continues. I've
1: never bought a scratch ticket in my life, but I've been given like a few of them and now one particular like week I was given two scratch tickets from different people one from somebody at work and one from a friend of mine they gave me scratch tickets and I won like two dollars on one and four dollars on the other and I took them in to 7-eleven I was like hey I won like six bucks that's pretty sick all right I was like should I get more scratch tickets and the lady behind the counter was like no (laughs) she's just like don't just take the money (laughs) Like, all right that's fine so I don't know. Anyway, that has nothing to do with That's anime. That's entirely what you should <laughs> And I apologize. Uh, for some reason, guys, I don't know if you know this, and it's totally... I, I can't understand it for the life of me, but for some reason, someone has decided to give us a five-star review. Now, if you'll excuse me, I will try to find the five-star review drop. I'm sure it's <laughs> on here somewhere, and I guarantee... While he searches for I, it, I would, this is a... Oh, go ahead. Person from the Discord... Oh, it is. I would like to say that this, on our document, right, on the shared document that Mitsuki himself has created, it is called Five Star Review, right? However,
4: it says play on dropped. the
1: drop, <laughs> it is called iTunes Review.
4: What it? Makes
3: For iTunes review so
1: I'm not upset that it's called iTunes review but if that's what you're gonna call it then call it that on the dock.
4: right <laughs> I, lo- I, I love, love I just inside love baseball like this
1: it drives me crazy I man I can't I'm not that like, smart is this
4: is this where we're gonna get all meta with the <sighs> show and you're like just like uh, the drops and the documents <laughs> and this is this is why the trash pandas don't you know what? that's it guys document, this is my last right? episode
1: I'm done <laughs> No. all right so the five-star review we have here of course we appreciate it so much when you guys head on over to itunes and leave us five-star reviews it means the world to us and uh to celebrate that we like to read your reviews on the podcast uh we have one here that was written in by mini zira uh would one of you like to read that one i can go ahead
4: This podcast is very active (laughs) and interactive, along with bonus features. It is everything you want from an anime-focused podcast, and this group delivers with great topics. Oh, you're welcome. I don't have anyone to talk to about anime, and this podcast opens up discussion for the thing I love. The hosts all have a say, and neither one feels singled out. Thank you for making my anime addiction worse and making me feel like I belong.
1: I, you know what, man, I appreciate that. I really do. Cause it's like, it's tough. Like o- almost yeah. for a long time, none of my like IRL friends were into anime. And that's how I found this podcast was that I was, you know, into anime. And I was like, oh, let's see if there's any like podcasts about it and stuff. And then of course I met Mitts and the gang and, you know, cut to several years later, I became a-, a host on the show. And now it's like, I have the entire community and we all have each other and it's a beautiful thing. So, um, you know, shout out to you. And I'm happy that you were able to, to find us, and hopefully you found the community as well. I think you guys mentioned that they're on the Discord, so they are indeed. That's what it's all about, you know. It's like uh, doing a podcast like this takes a lot of time. It really does. Like, uh, you know, we record every Sunday for at least four hours every Sunday, and then of course preparing for the show and watching all the anime to review and all this other stuff. But the fact that we're able to like create this community that brings people together. Um, that especially people like anime fans like we're not for the longest time like we were not the most popular people and we didn't have a lot of like friends that shared similar interests so to be able to like bring all of these kind of uh outliers together is is a wonderful thing and so shout out to you thank you for writing in thank you for the five-star review and uh keep keep doing your thing so all right
4: it really is. It's the, it's those things. Like when you guys let the hosts of your, of your favorite podcast know it, like it means a lot because like, like Kazuo said, it's a lot of time investment. Mm-hmm. So if you have a podcast and you haven't, you like, and you haven't reviewed it always, always do that. And if you like this show and you haven't reviewed it, review it because like hearing back from the fans is probably the most rewarding part of the yeah. whole
1: deal. Dude, I'll be, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. Look, I am, uh, almost three beers in, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. There have been, <laughs> <laughs> there have been a number of times, uh, some very recently where I've been like, man, I just don't know if I can keep doing the podcast. Like I've got so many things going on with my life. Like I just, I just need, you know, like it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. And I'm like, I, you know, and I've thought many times about stepping away, but it's like, damn it. I can't, I can't leave. These listeners, <laughs> like, I care about them too much, and they're too good to me. So,
2: you guys... I can't leave these listeners in the hands of Enzo. No. That is, you <laughs> know That's what, what you're in you know what?
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're not wrong. No, no, no I'm, joking. I'm joking.
4: Well, it, it, like, Cosmo, you're hitting on something, like, very recently, and, and, and a lot of people won't know what I went through, but um, basically, I went through, like, a, uh, a breakup, and so... Oh. Uh, for the last few weeks, I have not felt like uh, per to, to form, yeah. and uh, had some really, really, really like rock bottom oh, moments. Sure, yeah. and, and my podcast is is kind of what kept me going because at, at the end of the day, it's it's what you said, right? I I can't abandon the listeners. I can't step away. I you know, and it's it's something good in my life it's one of the better things i've probably done with my life because i know i've impacted people with
1: it (laughs) yeah for sure so it's 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 a beautiful thing like we i think a lot of times people will do podcasts like this because and i and uh like i think a lot of it's like ego you know like we want people to pay attention to us and all this stuff right and we want recognition but like Mm -hmm. when that like genuine uh uh, like i don't know i don't want to say like admiration but that genuine like uh uh like love, it's love, man. Like that love comes back. It's yeah. so powerful and so important that it motivates you to continue to put in the work. Um, you know, so we appreciate that you guys letting us know how you feel about what we do is is the real reason why we do any of it. So, and also Chibi Rob says here, uh, without Cosmo, what would I tweet about? <laughs> that's one of the, what is the he has a hashtag going, which is hilarious. It's what is it like Cosmo quotes? I think. Oof! If you if you look up if you look up hashtag Kazuo quotes on Twitter, I've said some things <laughs> that
4: I'm I'm looking. I will never now. be able to run
1: for office. It's over. I'm never gonna be president, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fantastic! All right. So uh, while you're looking that up, it is time to get into our review. Uh, of course, we're going to be doing a review on a show that was passed by Enzo, who unfortunately couldn't make it today, um, but we will carry on in his absence, and that is uh, Iro do, Iro Duku, uh The World in Colors. Um, so, let me go ahead and pull up a quick synopsis here. I don't know if – unless one of you has it in front of you, but uh, let's – uh, let's see here. I oh, I know. wasn't
2: sure if we were waiting for a, a drop or something.
1: Oh no, there's no real drop for reviews. No, okay, there's okay, an impression sure. drop, but there's not a review drop. You think gotcha, there should gotcha. be, right?
2: Yeah, look up under new anime
1: review. <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. <laughs> look, 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 it up under. It's a new nu- numerical for some reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the uh, let's see here. I'll try to skim through the synopsis real quick. So. Uh, here we go. Synopsis for Iro, Irozuku or Iroduku, whatever. Uh, it says, Despite the, the kaleidoscopic magic ingrained in everyday life, Hitomi's uh, monochrome world is deprived of emotion and feeling. On a night as black and white as any other, amidst the fireworks spreading across the sky, Hitomi's grandmother, Kokhaku conjures a spell for which she has been harnessing the moon's light for 60 years to send Hitomi back in time to the year 2018, When Kohaku was in high school, Hitomi's mission seems unclear, but her grandmother assures her that she will know when she gets there. Following the trip through time aboard a train driven by a strange yellow creature, Hitomi finds herself in stoic artist Yuito Aoi's room, and his drawings flood her world with color. Uh, What is Hitomi's purpose there, and why did Yuito's drawings return such breathtaking color to her drab world? Um, interesting synopsis. So basically, to kind of <laughs> uh, synopsize the synopsis, to, su- to, to, to kind of make that, to summarize that in plain English, basically you have this girl, this takes place in the future, where uh, it's, in, it's in 60 years from now, basically, or 59 years from now, technically, and there's magic in the world. And this girl is, is in a family of mages, of you know people that practice magic, and her grandmother is a very powerful mage, and her grandmother sends her back in time to when her grandmother was a kid or was in high school. And what was interesting is they didn't explain why they were sending her back. As I was watching the show, I kept thinking to myself, why did she go back in time? Like, I don't think the grandma said, uh, but she's...
4: A uh, bootstrap paradox. That's what it
1: is. <laughs> well, I don't know what that is.
4: Uh, it's, uh, if, I, if I recall correctly, it's a type of time paradox where uh, things happen because this happened, and it happens because ah, it was always meant to gotcha. happen. gotcha
1: Okay.
2: So I want to get more into why she got sent back later. But just to finish, like, this whole intro thing. So this is Studio PA Works. Yes. It's an original work, which is always gets a plus one in my book. Uh, done by a director who really hasn't done much directing. He's done a lot of storyboarding. But as a director, he's pretty new to the game. Um, and this was aired on the programming block called Animeism. Mm-hmm. Which is, in my mind, like a reject Tamina So essentially they do a lot of, like, these mature... Dark shows that are just not good, like the new Berserk, Killing Bites, Happy Sugar Life, uh, currently airing Domestic Joe or Domestic Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like in a weird spot, and you can watch this on Amazon Prime Video. Okay. And, okay, and thank you. Thank
1: you for bringing that back around cuz I was just about to go off on a tangent which would have been Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's, let's, let's sti- ease sti- stick in this to one, the script. Boys. Um so okay, so our expectations before we watch the show. Uh, what do, did you guys have any expectations? Were you aware of this? What were your thoughts before you even watched it?
4: Uh, uh, bef- go ahead. Before I watched it, I was like, okay, it's PA works, so it'll look nice uh but the story will probably be kind of hit or miss depending on the person cuz it's like my general thought process on PA works is it's not not at a shot at the studio i mean they just do they do gorgeous animation but they also um almost kind of take chances might be the right way to put it where they they want to try different things like things a little outside the norm um not always but it just
2: I mean, my favorite shows by PA Works are like Shirobako, Hanesaka Iruha, and The Eccentric Family, which is, side note, drastically underwatched. Go watch it. It's great. But like Rain said, these are all shows that are kind of, despite being basic in premise, are just a little bit outside the strike zone of like normal, typical shows and reach for some things that most other studios wouldn't try. But I didn't come into this with any knowledge of what it was. It wasn't a very popular or talked about thing. And I specifically tried not to look up any reviews or spoilers or just general talk around it before watching it. So I came in almost completely blind. Yeah.
1: I also had no clue what the show was about. Um, I am a big fan of PA Works. I really like a lot of what they do. Um, so I, you know, I was a bit confident. Uh, although I will say after watching like the PV and maybe even the first episode... I wasn't quite sure. I was like, mm, I don't know that the, like just from, from the initial like introduction, like the main character seems a bit bland and I'm like, is this going to, you know, it's like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, is this going to yeah. be one of those situations where the, char- the main character has no personality and it's like, why am I even watching this? So that was kind of like my initial thought going into it. Um, you know, it was was I was confident with PA works, but I was also like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. I, this is this is questionable. I don't know about. I don't this. know about that one, Chief. Um, so <laughs> I mean, halfway through the first episode,
2: yeah, I was thinking like, this is gorgeous. This would be a great like one and a half hour long movie,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but like the thought of thirteen episodes of it. Uh, did not sit well. Yeah,
1: I, I totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> that was like
2: my first impression.
1: Um, so okay, so I agree. So spoiler free. We're still spoiler free. Spoiler free recommendation is what if you were to recommend? Would you recommend this to someone? If so, what kind of you know fan would you recommend it to? And and why or why not without spoiling anything?
2: Uh, do you want to hear the good recommendation or the bad recommendation oh. first? Uh, <laughs> let's hear the good one first. Brains,
4: oh, 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 oh,
5: okay, 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 okay. All okay, right, okay. all
4: right, all right. Uh, so, if I had to recommend this anime to somebody, it would be somebody that liked a show like Orange.
1: Okay, yeah, um, I like Orange. If you've
4: seen Orange and you and you liked it, this show is kind of along the same veins, and it's not just because of time travel. It's it's because uh, they deal with these people like all, all these people in this club, right? Remember no are... spoilers,
1: just being just letting you know. Yeah.
4: No, yeah. yeah. So the the characters surrounding Hatomi um, are interesting, right? And and they do very good real human moments throughout the show with them. And a lot like Orange, Hatomi is kind of as bland as the main character in Orange, but it's the characters around Uh, heard that kind of build up the show and it has this kind of just this heartwarming element of of rediscovering yourself and I think that's what it's what it's really good about like discovering love for yourself and then that's kind of what Orange kind of was in the same way Mm -hmm. so if you liked Orange you'll like this show you have to like you know this uh, kind of a slow paced show that has a you know, just a good warm feeling the whole time. That's the only thing I could think when I was watching it was just, it has such a warm feeling.
5: Okay.
1: How about you, Mason?
4: Uh,
2: so I was not a big fan of this. Uh, I guess to piggyback off the good things. I like how pretty much all the characters weren't like a quote unquote trope character. Like you often see there was a full cast, but they were all very realistic people. Um the visuals were solid 80% of the okay. time they were spectacular they were gorgeous the voice acting the music were all pretty solid Um I don't think I could recommend this show to almost anybody I thought it was unbelievably drab and if you want stuff in this style there's a hundred other shows I would think I'd recommend first wow so I wasn't I wasn't too hot on it
1: wow <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. A little bit of spice. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I, I, no, that's really. I.
2: I'm. I'm putting on my thick boots
1: and my no, flame retardant pants
2: because this. This is about to be roasted. I
1: cannot wait to get into this. This is. This is going to be a really interesting review. Yeah. Um. Because my spoiler-free recommendation is that I absolutely love this show. Like this is going to be. A, yeah. This is going to be fascinating. <laughs> like I. I mean. I. I think yeah, the main character can certainly be perceived as bland. Um, but I think that has to deal with a lot of her psychology, which we'll get into uh, in the spoilers. Uh, and I think it makes sense for her character. Um, dude, and I don't know. maybe maybe there's like some personal bias, um, but I really enjoyed how the characters developed and what they went through and the ultimate resolution. Like, that really, like, touched me. And I was like, this is this is beautiful. Like, I love what they did here. I thought the show was gorgeous um, in appearance um, as far as animation and art and all of that. I thought the music was fantastic. I just, I truly enjoyed it. I think it. De- I definitely would have to say if I were to recommend it to someone, it would be someone who is okay with a much slower-paced show that is really just a character study. Um, definitely, for sure. You know, if you're looking for anything you know quick paced or action packed or you know anything like that this is not the show for you this is this is a show that is about people dealing with their emotions and and I thought they did it in my estimation I felt like they did it very well and I absolutely enjoyed it um so I would certainly recommend it if it sounds like something that you would be into but so so those are our spoiler free recommendations so now I want to give everyone listening a few seconds here we are going to get into spoilers, um, and this sounds like it's going to be a really interesting one because we are all over the spectrum on it, um, but if you do not want spoilers, you've heard w- w- whether or not we recommend it, so either go watch it or don't go watch it, uh, but yeah, so let's get into it. So, oh, oh, hold on. There's a drop for this, I think. Uh, there's a spoilers? Yes, there is. Drop. Spoilers are coming. Right, 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 Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'll find it eventually uh it's around here somewhere no doubt no doubt no doubt no doubt uh is this it spoilers are
5: coming yeah. oh my god nice okay <laughs> cool
1: um all right so now we are getting into spoilers for ito uh let's discuss the story Get. Can- oh are we? Okay. What was that, Enzo? Or, no, sorry, uh, I was Enzo. Uh, brains, the... why did I call you Enzo? Listen.
4: Listen, I have a much more baritone voice. Enzo has voice a pretty baritone Enzo, voice, bro. Right? His
1: voice is deep. You know? I'm just saying.
4: I I, I, I don't know. I, I think if you
1: matched us deepness to deepness. How would, you know what? Be... I've always wondered. Because, I, you know, you, you listen to yourself speak, and it's like you can't really tell how you sound to other people. If you were to describe oh. my voice, <laughs> what would it be described as? Listen,
4: you just need to start learning how to edit the podcast or you'll know exactly I'd rather not. Sounds. I try not to listen to the um, podcast. <laughs> so you have like a, a mid to low range voice is what I would call okay. it. Uh it's got um, good mid peaks, Ooh. so your voice I would edit with something more like a like a light downward expander. This Damn, is like really I got good mid stuff. peaks.
1: I'm gonna put that on my Tinder bio. Yeah, uh,
4: you got good yeah. mid peaks. And, hey, yo, baby, uh, and, I got good so, mid
1: peaks. Is that what you're looking for?
4: No, <laughs> you got you actually have a really good voice for radio because you have one of those um, voices that. Sits down low enough, and that's rich enough that has like the the texture you want. Yeah. Or, like, okay. You're just gonna listen to somebody talk, but you also have the mid range peaks that allow mid-range. you to just kind of <laughs> take it off the edge, which is always good. Damn.
1: So. All right.
2: Wow, I was not expecting that analysis. Was not. I was gonna say like, oh, what does your voice sound like? Well you'd be like the best friend character in like <laughs> an animated movie of like animals. God <laughs> damn it. Like, you're not you're not the main character dog, but you're his best
1: friend cat who gets into some mischief. Dude, you know what, <laughs> Mason? That might be the most accurate description I've ever heard. <laughs>
2: that's what i'm here for. You know
1: what, Brains, you were all technical with your mid-range peaks, but you really <laughs> brought it home.
5: He did. <laughs> He's like, you he know did, that bunny did, did. rabbit
1: in Zootopia? <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's you. <laughs> he said just like. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He's like, I just want you to know that's you. Okay.
1: All right, so all right, <laughs> sorry, sorry for the sidetrack, guys. Um, so deeper discussion about the story. Let's get into the story of the show. Um,
4: yeah, we can start. The
1: story. Yeah. Uh, So as we discussed, the grandmother sends the girl back in time for no real reason that is apparent to us at the moment. But a reason that while she
2: says she's sending her away with no reason and then says, "Uh, don't forget, hold on to your friends here. And uh, uh, like contradictorily is sending her away from her friends at the same time. Does she say,
1: hold on to your friends here, or does she say, who just like hold on? Not hold on to your friends.
2: She's just like, oh, I'm taking away from like your friends, maybe your boyfriend, your classmates. Uh, so bye bye, yeah.
4: (laughs) So, okay, so I uh, let's let's just explain this because it'll make a little bit more sense in the way that it won't make sense, okay? Sure, like. This is a time travel show that operates off of the idea of a bootstrap paradox. And a bootstrap paradox is basically, uh, for those of you who don't know, is it's just basically this theory of time travel. It's a theoretical paradox. After
1: you explain this paradox, I want to a- discuss two other paradoxes. So let me know when you're done.
4: Okay. okay. It's, when a, it's when a person or object or, like, a piece of information is sent back in time but becomes trapped within an infinite cause and effect loop where – the person, object, or whatever, right, has no discernible point of origin. There is no discernible point where it was decided she had to go back in time. She just always did, so she always would. And so the idea is basically that the grandmother knew that for her to hang on to her friends and to do the best she could with her friends in the future and get past her trauma... Was to send her back because she saw her get over her trauma. Yeah, and thus she came back, and as it as it happens, right, she was able to, you know, just kind of, she goes through this infinite loop of the mother, the grandmother sends her back, but also sends her there, and it's just this constant infinite loop that just exists and the idea is that old phrase that you hear pull yourself up by your bootstraps the paradox itself is self-fulfilling and Mm self-contained so no matter what it will always happen because
1: it must happen i love that concept i think that's brilliant like i'm like i feel like time travel shows can often get really funky and weird and stuff like that and but I feel like this is so like tight and like they don't overcomplicate it. Like I feel like this is just really well done. Right. Um, there are other. Yeah. Nothing about the t- nothing about the
2: time travel in this show, like hurt or I thought detracted away from yeah. what it was trying to. Tell.
1: There are other paradoxes. There's the grandfather paradox, which is the one that uh, if you send your yourself, if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, is it even possible? Because then, if he, if you killed him. <laughs> then you would never exist to go back and kill him so that's one paradox uh then there is my paradox that i was thinking about the other day which is oh no what would happen oh god if you went back in time right to when where is the 18 plus know? drop <laughs> i know <it's> just <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it i'm feeling it we don't, we don't have one we don't have one what would happen hold on you know we have some we have all kinds of drops in here hey let's uh what, what are all these? What if you the, oh were your God. own
2: grandfather? Is that no.
1: what you're <laughs> going <say? laughs> No, it's worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> so worse. Uh, what, what happens if you go back in time, uh, let's say to when you're 17 years old and you have sex with your 17-year-old self?
4: Oh, what
5: God. What is that? <laughs>
4: It's masturbation?
5: Is it masturbation? Yeah, I, I think, is it pedophilia? I think so. Is it? I don't know.
4: I, I think it's. I think it's masturbation. Let's let's go with the nicer version if, of it. If, <laughs> Makes me feel better about my time if traveling.
1: <laughs> if your twenty eight year old self goes back in time and has sex with your seventeen year old self, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like this a, is ooh. well since. there's...
2: Since everyone no, else is sharing paradoxes, uh, I have a completely unrelated pointless paradox, but I wanted to share it because it's my favorite paradox ever, and it makes okay. sense. So it's called Simpsons Paradox, uh-huh. and it's a statistical oh, probability thing. Uh, but all you need to know is that when you take two different data sets and then combine mm-hmm. them, uh, the results are different. So essentially, here's a common example. Take batting averages in baseball. You can have player A and player B. Oh boy, we're about to get Player player Uh-oh. Yeah, player A can have a higher batting percentage in one year. Uh-huh. A higher batting percentage in the next uh-huh. year. But if you combine their years together, the other player B has a higher batting percentage. That So, you have these two different data sets where one has a higher batting average, but when you combine them, he has a lower one. I don't understand. So essentially, it comes down to highly skewed counts or sets within each one, but it's fantastic. Go look it up; it's a fun time, and it makes sense statistically, and it's the best paradox because it makes sense when you think I about it. Like, and isn't, I uh, feel like my I, got, I, got, that, I feel like my paradox I've better. got a
4: comment about the. I've got a comment about the grandfather paradox. Okay. Wait, the grand? Okay. <laughs> and it's a. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a quote from from one of my favorite books, uh, the Dresden Files. And if you've read it, you'll understand uh, the joke. But at one point, he asks this guy named Vatterung, who is secretly a certain god that you'll find out if you read the book. <laughs> I love how
1: we're
2: so off But toxic. He says,
4: well, hold, on, "Hold on, I'm reading statistical says,
2: paradoxes because it's more interesting than the show." <laughs> <I'm> he says,
4: <laughs> "He says <laughs> like the grandfather paradox. He's like." If I went back time, back in time, killed my grandfather, would I even be born? And he's like, I think your grandfather would kick your ass. Whoa.
5: That's probably true,
1: dude. My grandfather was six four. I'm not messing with him. He's gonna beat the shit out. He's like, he was a six four black belt. You in the mouth, just keep drinking. He's gonna beat my ass. He was in the military. <laughs> Just whoop your
4: ass and then just walk away. <laughs> like, oh, that was a thing that yeah. happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would not end well. Okay. All right. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for taking this off. Anyway, track. the story. The story.
2: The paradox didn't offset anything. And boom. Our main character, Hitomi, is transported back 60 years mm-hmm. into 2018, uh, hanging out with her grandmother, who at the time is just a normal high school student, except she's still on her way to being a huge magician, and uh, she's just not really sure why she's there, and she just has to make do.
4: Right. Um, That's the, the question, is Hitomi a pedophile for wanting to bang one of the other characters? No, because they're the same age. They're the same age, but she's from 60 years in the future. Uh,
1: wait. No. No. Because no. if
5: anything,
2: <laughs> that makes him older in the but real went, timeline. No, so. we're getting off
5: topic.
1: <laughs> because my question is, 60 years down the road, does she hunt down this old man and try to fuck him?
5: <laughs>
1: oh, obviously. Um, Without 100%. question. All right, but that doesn't... No, it's off 100%. topic. So <laughs> she sends her back in time, unsure why. We find out that Hitomi has, like, mad depression because her mom abandoned her. Um, and she... We find that out like way later Yeah, way late in the, show, late in the show. Like we for some reason she can't well, see color. She's like color blind which color blindness is not like you can't see color. It's you can't see specific colors. You can't determine sh- or distinguish.
2: Well She has monochromacy, which essentially means it's all yeah. shades of grey. It's all black and yeah. white. There's it's not like red, green, one of those color she got, blinds. She it's, got dog vision. It affects like one.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, like it's actually like a very very real thing. And and Bcom uh, from the nerd of another nonsense podcast actually and from the discord actually brought it up. I listened to one of his uh episodic reviews of this and he actually talked about uh the fact that there this condition that she has actually does exist. Bro, I thought you were it about to say become uh, has it. I was like,
1: "Holy shit, he hasn't No, no, <laughs> no, no,
4: no. I
1: think it's like
2: one in like every 33,000 people have it. Wow.
4: Yeah, and it's it's super rare, um, but it's like really common on this one island because of a lot of interbreeding. Mm. But it's uh, and it's over. I think it's in the Pacific Ocean. The island is, and and so like it's, it's, a, it's a real condition. <laughs> and, and I've actually, I've my my boss and uh, his brother, who both work at the same company, right. Mm they uh they both are colorblind and they describe it as roughly just seeing gray when it's those colors interesting like uh, he's like uh, one of them's uh, green blue colorblind yeah. so whenever he looks out at like a grass field we we're working at a school and he looked out at a grass field and he said it looks gray to me interesting he like I just can't tell the difference between the colors he said it's like it almost looks gray but it's like, he said it's it's weird because he can't tell the difference between the sky and the grass. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So so she is monochrom... Monochrom... What is it?
2: Monochromatic. She has monochrom... Essentially it's monochromatic. Right. She can
1: only see gray and black and white and so forth. Um, but we don't know why. It's not explained until much, much later on in the show. She goes back in time. She meets these the kids and the crew that her grandmother hung out with 60 years ago. And she meets her grandmother. Um, well... Let's let's mention real quick that they
4: thought the one dude was banging her because they saw her climb right. out his when bedroom she, window. When she teleports
1: back in time, she teleports into the bedroom of some guy from the school that her grandmother went to. And so other kids see her, like, leaving out of his window in the morning and assume that he's hooking up with her. But she's like, you know, she just accidentally teleported there. Um, but she does end up meeting those kids and befriending them. And ultimately... Um, telling them where she's from, which I thought was a weird scene because she's like, hey, I'm from the future. They're like, oh, word? Cool. Like, they immediately believe her. I, I, but then again, it is a she, it is a world in which magic exists, so maybe they're like, oh, maybe? Yeah. She had more difficulty yeah. telling
2: them that she couldn't see colors than she <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that she was from the future. Yeah, uh,
4: that, that was dumb. That was dumb. Uh, Burtman from the chat uh, said that, uh, You know, he he brought up the fact that it it is medically exists, but he also gave a little bit of an explanation. The medical condition is when you have no cones or only one of the three types of cones that color vision works on.
1: Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, that's an interesting point, uh, Mason, about like her telling them that she's from the future. She was like, yeah, I'm from the future. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. But like her telling them that she's colorblind was like this massive ordeal that she couldn't espouse to them which I in in and of itself just simply telling someone that I can't see colors is not a big deal but when you consider the reason why she couldn't see it and you understand like the depth of like that's her it's it's symbolic like it's not literally her saying hey I can't see colors it's her saying hey I am deeply depressed you know Like that's what she was telling them, and it's like yes, literally in the story she's telling them she's colorblind, but figuratively she's telling them I am suffering from massive depression, and that's kind of like what it was was an allegory for. Agreed. And that's incredibly difficult. I will also say,
2: magic in this society, despite being magic, is very like laissez faire. Like at the end of the show, they have this big magic performance, and all these adults go to it and they leave and they're like, hmm, how about magic these days? Sure is wild, huh? Yeah. And it's well, like, and I, yeah, it's, I it's just that.
4: magic. I, I, I actually really like that, right? Because, like, how many times do we see an anime or a show, like, there's magic in this world, and everybody's like, ooh, ah. And, like, these people are just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or when they see something exceptionally cool, they're like, oh, that's a really neat idea and a, a, a unique way to mm-hmm. see it. Like, I really liked the fact that they just kind of were like, oh, it's magic. Magic's cool, but, like, they weren't, like, their minds weren't, like incapable of understanding that it existed basically right, right? they just took it for what it, it was, existed on a certain and scale
1: and to fathom that it could exist on a more complicated and advanced scale was not completely alien to them it was like oh okay i could see how right you could potentially do this or be from the future or what have you yeah. uh,
2: so it makes sense that her saying that oh i can do magic isn't like this massive yeah earth shattering reveal. right
1: i'm yeah.
2: with you
4: and I liked – I honestly really liked that. And I like the idea of the way that they did it with the star sand, mm-hmm. right? Like the sand that absorbs sun, moonlight, right? Something that you can just pick really up at did. a shop. Yeah. Mm. Or you could go out to – if you had magic or you knew what to look for, you go out to the beach and find.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it can do a, a – ver- like a. there's a range of abilities. Like it could do something as simple as just create a, like a small light show or, you know, it could freaking stop time and do all this. You know, like there's – I like that. I like the world yeah. that they built. Um, I really appreciate, like, the story, I felt like it didn't give you the information you needed early enough. Like, when you finally do realize that it's all an allegory for depression and it's all her dealing with her maternal abandonment issues, then it's like, oh, this all makes sense now. And it's like, why didn't you say that earlier? Because, like, this whole time I'm just like, why are... You know what is going on with this girl? Why is she this way? And then finally, when right. they tell you, I mean, it makes sense. I, I
2: agree really, with I your really point about not saying them. things earlier. For example, they constantly she constantly is saying, "Oh, I hate magic. I don't like mm-hmm. it." And I could never tell—is it because you suck at it? Because you don't practice at it? Or is it because your grandmother is some weirdo yeah. who like forces they don't tell it upon you. you? Or is it so? Or is it something else that, like, the deep-seated emotional scar that. Has like triggered your upset with? Yeah, like they just don't say yeah. it
1: until like.
2: Well, but they because, gave, nine yeah, episodes until in. later.
4: Well, and they they really gave real imagery to that scarring, and and I I think that you know you're you're right, Coswell. Like I 100 percent agree. Like the the fact that it's an allegory for depression, right? So I, like I've I've dealt with my own forms of yeah. it, and and to those who are, who are suffering from it, know you're not alone, and and that people are out there and want to help you when but take it at your own pace. Right. Don't force yourself. And I think that that's what was really well done in this anime is they wanted Hitomi to take it at her own pace, right? Like, they understood that they had to get her to open up about certain parts of it, but they they allowed her to take it at her own pace. They allowed her to come to an understanding and understand it. And even though the characters didn't 100% understand it, the, uh, Kohaku, her grandmother, at a certain point says... That like I think you cast the spell on yourself unconsciously. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's why that's what's going yep. on. And which makes so much sense, right? You're um you know, fighting like I, I've been fighting with depression the last mm-hmm. few weeks, and and <clears throat> one of the things that I noticed was just like how much less I appreciated everything yeah. in the world. You know, I'd look outside and there'd be green grass, or well, there's not really green grass, but you know what I mean. There's some green. <laughs> right, grass right, right. Now, the but, grass is
2: always gray right? on the other side. If you can't yeah, see yeah. colors, sounds like everyone's equal like,
4: cool to me. <laughs> but like you're you're sitting there, and and you're you very very much don't take joy yeah, in the life things loses that took joy its in before. Yeah. yeah. And I I really appreciated how the show handled that. I thought that it was very interesting, and she was making these happy memories while still seeing in this monochromatic... Yeah. I appreciate
1: shape. I appreciate that, um, I mean, what you were just saying, it, it, so uh, for me, um, and I feel like I've touched on this on the podcast before, so it's not like breaking news or anything, like I've dealt with depression most of my life since I was probably eight years old, and um, through varying degrees and all this other stuff, and like... Suicide and blah blah blah. And it, it, it does, anyways. The point is, like, you and I think with her character, the reason why wh- I appreciated when they say that, oh, she's been casting a spell on herself to cause herself to not view the world in the way in which it actually exists and to view it in like this gray, you know, monochromatic version. Um, what's interesting about that to me is, and, and this is something I've been working on recently, is. When you're going through those depressed states, and as she's as she's going through these depressed states, you must realize this is your brain actively doing something. It's now it's unfortunately doing something that it shouldn't be doing. It's acting in a manner and right. producing chemicals and 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 you know creating this reality that isn't reality. Um, and so recognizing that, and I think this is part of like her character development, like recognizing that. This is not reality. This is something that your brain is creating or, in her case, that her magic is creating. You can only then come to, like, overcome it and be like, okay, what's happening right now? And this is maybe a lesson for those that, have, that are dealing with depression or have dealt with it. Like, recognize what's happening. Realize that it's, it's just like any other injured part of your body. You know, if you sprain your ankle or something like that, realize, oh, I, I'm not right. walking, right, because my ankle is sprained. Okay, how do I fix a sprained ankle? all right, I have to rehab it. How do you fix a sprained brain? Okay, do specific things to help rehab it. And there's a number of things you can do. Um, so, and i appreciate how they, they tied that so closely into her situation where it's like, literally her brain is creating the depressed state that she is in. And the only way for her to overcome it is to, is, is to, is to fix that, is to fix the, the root of it. Um, so they've really nailed it in my opinion. Like, what it is to deal with the president.
4: Well, and not, and, and not to, like, be all preachy and go on, like, a PSA, but, like, this is something that's very important to me. Like, I've lost um, I've lost a lot of military friends sure. to some of this. Um, and and, and the, the thing is, and this is the thing I tell everybody, don't be afraid to seek help, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's, like you said, you have to rehab. And sometimes that means taking an SSRI for a little while or getting an anti-anxiety pill to help you get through the day right like maybe you just can't handle some of your interactions and you're just like okay i need i just need to feel like i can calm down a little bit when you feel that racing in your chest and that tightness and you you don't know what to do that might be anxiety and 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 to talk to a doctor um you know you should never be afraid to seek help
2: yeah
1: and I, i appreciate
2: it and not 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 to be too preachy but a psa uh Hitomi's character design is atrocious And I hate it so much her eyes, her eyes are so Far apart and her ears are forward And way too low and she has like No nose <laughs> and it's all like Muted tones so she looks like one Big undefined oh, amorphous blob oh, like, Who can't do anything so She's so
5: awkward I gotta look this She just up.
2: can't handle it It is disgusting and like All these big reveals fail because she'll Be like Dude. reacting with like Stunness stunnedness every time something happens. Oh, I went back in time 60 years. What's going on? I don't know what a band aid is. What's going on? Like, there's no sense of scale to how daft she is. I don't know it's what a so band is. Frustrating. Oh my goodness. She is so
1: unbearable. I about her. Okay. Her character design is a little, you know, weak. It's weak. Is that the word? I mean, you're looking it's, why does
2: she get to wear a different colored ribbon this whole time? She like, has one uh, expression. Why?
1: This <laughs> true. Okay, that's fair. And like,
4: <laughs> okay, I do like, like my biggest... I do like a lot of
2: the, the clothes show. designs. I like that the uh, the clothes like don't fit too tight. They're not too revealing. They're way more realistic. Sure, the shir- skirt's the, a little short. The skirts are a little th- short. Whatever, it happens. Uh, there's that tsunami, well, essentially the, the senior guy or senior girl who the main character visits who has an art exhibit she wears the same thing every single time she appears mm. uh to be fair it's a great outfit so i would too but <laughs> besides that that's, the clothes that's are great fancy people outfit. designs eh, whatever uh, i like the glasses that constantly get the lens flare of light uh that was great but uh no the main character her design is gross
1: okay I mean, I, hate it. I wouldn't say it's gross. I would say it's, it's simple. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, it's yeah. All right, but you know what, man? Like everything else in the show is so pretty to look at. Like the, I mean, it, the characters are. Oh, yeah, I agree for the most
2: part, especially well, the food, the backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like the practical effects with the lights were really mm-hmm. good. There was a few CG characters, but. I I don't hold that against them. And I do like the art within the show, too. Right. I thought those those were all pretty well done. Both the the pictures, um, the pictures actually of them, like with the camera. So you could see all like the little details of like the date, time, roll number, all the kind of info you get when you look at the picture yeah. on your camera screen sure. and like the the paintings inside. I thought those were all really solid. Yeah
4: well I think I think something that this show has going for it like well above and beyond like I, I think the storys good right mm-hmm. um, and, and and we could bounce back to that I think the characters around Hitomi are interesting right all the characters um, and becom said something to me before before we started recording he said uh, what I what I hate in the show is how unrealistic the characters are, and that everybody had someone except Kohaku, and she was the cutest of all of them. Which one was Kohaku? <laughs>
1: His
4: her grandmother. Grandma.
1: Oh, the grandmother was awesome. She, she finds someone obviously. right? She, she was the well, best yeah.
2: part of this show, besides um, Utau's mom. Yeah. Yeah. The mom so, was great. Like, and she would just she, was she had a scientific method. Whenever she was like leading the charge,
1: things were way more fun. Yeah. I yeah, the mom was great. I, the grandma, she was such an awesome character. Like they they oh, wrote yeah. her so well too. And it's like you can totally they definitely you did. can totally see that girl growing up to become that lady. Like it's just it's so perfect. Like, I, oh. yeah, I I really enjoyed a lot of the characters. Man. I love what they did with, uh, with what's the guy the tall. Dude, yeah, like with him, like kind of falling for her and then falling for the main character and then like confessing to her. Be like, look, I really like you and all this stuff. And then her kind of shooting him down. And I, I, dude, I love like the scene where, where that happens. And he's like and she's kind of mumbling, like bumbling around it. And she's like, well, you know, I just I really appreciate you doing this. And I apologize for running away when you first said it and blah, blah, blah. And then he just looks at her and he's like, I can take it. He's like, I'm ready. Like, cause he knows that yeah. he's gonna, she's gonna right. re- reject him. Then he's like, "Just say it. It's okay." And like, I love that scene. And then what happens with his character afterwards, where he's hanging out with his homie, and he's oh, yeah. just like fuck like this sucks like you know like in the moment he's like well
2: he he, he, screams, he screams out loud like with the A the like, band that's playing and then the band stops playing and he just keeps yeah. on screaming like I love <laughs> how
1: real that is where it's like in the moment it's like oh, I yeah. get it you're not interested that's fine like we've all been there we've all been rejected and it's like but afterwards and you're, you're like and like that primal scream, yeah and it's like right yeah that's it, just it's so it, it it's so well written it's like that's so accurate to like human life and and
2: yeah, none of the characters yeah. feel like tropes. Yeah. I um, thought they were all solid. Though I did wish that there was more clever wordplay with their names. Like, for example, mm-hmm. Asagi, the girl with the shorter hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Like, Asagi in Japanese means, like, light yellow. Okay. And is close to Usagi, which is, like, bunny or rabbit, which is, like, what yep. she's interested yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's was like, oh, I was hoping all these characters had, like... Funny little, like, color related <laughs> names, but it was just her to surround her. But it was just yeah. her, well,
4: so. no. I mean, Yuita uh, or Yuito Aoi. I mean, Aoi means blue, right? Yeah, and, like, he predominantly uses blue in his cul- in his in his drawings. If you notice, he That's uses a, a lot name. of blue, it doesn't count. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> But like but he uses a lot of blue in his colors and like they she remarks on it a couple of times like I really like that shade of blue and and so like he he tends to incorporate that blue color and then that's where we kind of get into like the visuals and imagery like the background visuals for this show by the way, stunning like I yes. loved
1: them. Very, I want to know who did that. Hold on, I'm looking this up. Who 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 did that artwork? Because that was awesome. Right. Who
2: who who did the food artwork? That's what really the matters. Food artwork.
1: Jeez. <laughs> you
4: know
2: okay, the food. I don't know why I said food artwork. Food.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but like, but the the backgrounds, like in the future, and you could see how the city had transformed from the past to the future, especially when you got to see it in color through her eyes with the, the fireworks at the end of the show, right? Like, there was there was so much to that, that that I really, really enjoyed. And I really appreciated a lot of things, like the places that he sat down and stuff. Like, it looked like very, very real-life imagery, things that I would see so, um, when I lived in Japan. So the art director
1: right? on the show uh, was Kurumi Suzuki, mm-hmm. who hasn't done really much of anything else other than background art on Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale, that movie. Uh, They did the background art on that, Hmm. but that's about it.
2: Hmm. I mean, I agree. I do like a lot of the background art in the show, but a part of me still thinks they introduced what seemed to be a pretty interesting, vibrant world at the beginning and the future. And I was all excited and it's gone. And now we're back in the past. (laughs) And while I still think they did the nice job, I think I was more (laughs) curious about that fantasy what, futuristic world then uh, to, what we to got. speak
1: on that though one of the things for me like there are there are a few things that I actually like write these down at some point so I can explain to people like what I look for in an anime but obviously like mm-hmm. I've talked about like how characters are the most the most important part hands down of any storytelling medium are the characters like if your characters are not interesting if i'm not into your if i don't if i don't care about your characters and i don't care about your show or your book or your whatever. cough cough hitomi cough cough <laughs> how dare you um, but um <laughs> another really important thing for me is your world like if i and this is not maybe necessarily something that's um a requirement a good show like there are definitely good shows and stories and books and all this that don't have necessarily compelling worlds. but as a bonus, if your world is so interesting that I find myself after the fact like I want to visit that world like I want to see what's going on in that world then that is right. a major bonus for me and I feel like this this oh, yeah. show, really did that to where i was like i want to know what that Hmm. world's like i want to go i want to see more about this world what's happening you know what is the story what is the deal with all this magic how did this come to be you know what what are the more advanced levels of magic that maybe we don't see because the story is revolving around a group of high school students like who are who are the more like capable and powerful mages in the universe like I want to know more about this world, and I find that that is something that just really draws me in and, and, to me, dictates whether or not a show is good or not. I don't know. That's me.
4: Oh, no, you're right. No, I agree with you there. Yeah. Right. Um, the, I mean, the imagery in the show, like, like I, the imagery when, when she goes into the drawings, right, and when she observes the drawings the very first time, Well, what is at the end of the first episode where she sees this right, drawing? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, so. end of the first
2: because that's when yeah. she does that really weird like spin around. Yeah. when she's experiencing yeah. all this beauty, and then it ends with her, her standing just in front of him. him with, <laughs> he's like
4: with
5: her yeah. arms out. And he's like, like, what are you doing <laughs> uh,
4: about like, that? We... <laughs> and and but the golden fish, right? Like the golden fish was was representative of his love of drawing, his love of art, and his desire to create something. That made him feel as accomplished as what he created when he won the award that that fish is from. Right. Right. And I I think that that, that's very, very important going forward, like seeing the imagery and how everything goes, because this fish guides them to each other's emotions, to each other's, um, not necessarily faults, but traumas or or struggles, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the fish guides um, Hitomi early on to a land where, like, everything is dull and brown and it seems like everything's dying and there's a man trying to wade into the water to catch this fish. And she thinks that that man is the problem. In reality, the man is uh, Yuito. And, and the, the idea of the fact that because he's chasing the inspiration to try to recapture something rather than to create something new, right? That's why he's struggling. That's why he's having trouble drawing, and through his connection with Hitomi, and her understanding, and him feeling like a like an almost kinship with her, you know, of of some kind of trauma, as he begins to understand what's going on in her life, the trouble she has, he's able to start drawing again, and you see the fish come to life, and and this world just created. And I I thought that there was something. Um, beautiful in that imagery. And, and it, it was so well done. Uh, and, and in fact, later later in the show, when he gets to go into Hitomi's mind, the fish, um, you know, kind of leads them in and, and you see it kind of break through what looks like, you know, water, there's this ripple in the air. And uh, that's when she, he ends up in Hitomi's mind yeah. and in, in her past. And I thought that that was... It was it was a really fascinating portrayal, and she's drawing these these pictures of herself as a young princess and her mother as a queen, right? And the mother is crying, and they're separated by this divide. And he's like, "Well, why don't you take a boat? Or yeah, take a
1: rainbow I love that bridge scene. or all these. Oh my god, uh, I love that I, scene. I, when that she's scene like just so
2: flipping it away, and then like eventually just turns away from yeah. him. It, it's yep. just yep. like,
1: dude, yeah. like yep. I." <sighs> And we're so long on this episode, but fuck it. I don't care. Whatever. Um, Like, (laughs) yeah, he'll edit it. it. (laughs) Whatever. It's not my my problem. Sorry, Miss, I love you. But, like, again, like, and maybe it's, you know what? Maybe I may have to remove my bias because maybe I'm just so biased about this show because, like, I so relate to that. Like I have friends that deal with like depression in a similar manner that I do. And yet I always find myself being that person who's like, you know, like he was in that scene where he's like, oh, well, why don't you just take a boat or maybe a bridge or maybe a plane or like always trying to like help them to get to the other side of this like, you know, issue that they're dealing with. And so often a lot of times people are just like, you know, no that's just not going to work. That's not, that's not what it is. Like, you know, um, to give you an example without like telling you about people's lives, but like, as an example, like a friend of mine who will never listen to this podcast, so I can totally say this, um, you know, deals with a lot of similar things that I do in as much as they have a lot of self-loathing issues, like where they just hate themselves and they think they're terrible and the worst at everything and ugly and can't do anything right. And I'll be like, you're great at this. Like you, this you're amazing at. And they're like, no, that's not right. I'm like, and, and it's like, and so I totally relate to his character. Cause in that moment he's like, no, you can do this. Like you can do this. And they're just brushing yeah. it off. They're like, no, I can't do that. I'm not that good. You're, you're not seeing this right. I'm not capable of this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, man, it's so perfectly written. Like I love what they did there.
2: Like you mentioned with how depression just skews your perception of the yeah. world and how things really are. Like sometimes you need that other person to try to course correct. Right, right
4: yeah it's and, and not even super forcefully just help you love yourself mm-hmm. right and realize that you can do more than you think you can yeah um and you know i'm lucky with that with like uh bullets uh my co-host and and you know we've been friends for 18 years at this point and so like there's there's an element to which uh, and or an element in the way that we speak where we can you know like hey you gotta get back up on your feet you gotta figure your life out but take the time you need to just don't take too much time and there's there's an element to that and that, that element of saying well yeah all these terrible things yeah okay you know girl might not like you cause of this or people at work might not like you cause of this but you you can do more than that and, and that's mm. an, an important
1: message yeah um, okay, we've gone a while on this. Uh, let's let's see. We have a couple more other points here to touch on. M- the music. We talked about art and animation, I feel like, quite a bit. Um, music mm-hmm. in the show, I felt, was done very well. I think there were some... I thought it was solid. Yeah, there were some great... I mean, or- orchestral... Orchestral? Orc- orca? Or- orchestral. orchestral. There we go. I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound right. There was some great like orchestral pieces that I really enjoyed. Um, I felt like it added a lot to the emotion in a lot of scenes. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but... I think they did quite well with that. Um, oftentimes, I feel like music can just be oh, yeah. something that's largely ignored in a, in a lot of anime, where it's like, oh, was there music in that? Uh, you know, And you don't really pay much attention to it, but I feel like in this show, they did it quite well.
2: Um, yeah, no complaints, yeah. both with the, the writing of it and just the overall production, the levels of it. They weren't intrusive, but you could always listen to it. While, like, it the anime gave the music room to breathe and get its themes across the motifs and whatnot. So no complaints.
1: Brains. I,
4: so on the music specifically, I, I tend to take notice of the music and to just kind of let it kind of envelop me with the scene. If it works now, that's not always the case. Right. But I think with this show, it, it didn't feel like it detracted it. It didn't feel like it overpowered. Which is a big thing. I can't say that anything from it was particularly memorable,
5: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and I and I hate to say that because it sounds like that means that it's bad, but it's not. It's just it went well with the scene, but it's not like um, uh, like the One Punch Man the... Da, na, 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 yeah. na, na, like guitar rift or uh, Dance of the Curse from Escaflowne or, or for those of you who are older anime fans. It's it's just something that existed and it played well. And I like soundtracks like that because there's, there's a time and a place for something that kind of overpowers the scene and forces you to remember it versus something that helps you feel like you are in depth with the scene and ingrained with the scene and able to explore it.
1: Okay. Um, All right. So on that note, let's bring this review home. So I want to hear your final thoughts on the show overall. And then, of course, what you would score it. Um, Let's start with you, Brains. Because I think we might have a sandwich here. (laughs) A negativity sandwich or a positivity sandwich in this place, right? Uh, So,
4: okay, so I've, you know, I I like quite a few things. I like the characters. Um, Everybody but Hitomi, honestly. Uh, (laughs) Like, I feel bad, you know, kind of shitting on Hitomi because she is the vehicle through which the plot moves. But they made her too withdrawn as a character, and you see her come out of her shell throughout the the show, but it's not enough. I felt like everybody else had clear likes and dislikes and clear personality traits, and Hitomi felt very bland, like the plot device, basically, right? Like, she needed to exist in a certain way for them to convey the story they needed to tell. And that's not necessarily... um, a game-ender for a show. I think that the art in this show is stunning, particularly any scenes that involve her seeing color. The way that they show the the color to the monochromatic uh, scale is intense and interesting and vibrant. And colors in those scenes get to be so vibrant and unique. And it almost makes you, like, appreciate the color in the world more. And, like... You, I, and it's funny because, in, in a way, it, it as the show continues, right? The when you don't see it compared to that monochrome scale and you just see color like all the other characters are seeing, you forget, you almost forget until you see the monochrome through her eyes again. And I thought that was a very powerful storytelling tool. I wish they had used it just a little bit more. I think. Um, like I said, I think the visuals are are stunning. The music was good; it it accompanied everything, and the story was a solid, just kind of comfortable healing story. And I say that as somebody who's trying to to heal through some stuff right now. Um, so at the end of the day, I think. So do I you want me to give my yeah rating yeah now, go ahead right? and give
1: us your score
4: okay. Uh, at the end of the day, I want to give this show and and. It, might be a bit high but i i'm not sure but i, I really enjoyed the show and i thought that it did a lot of good things i'm gonna give the show a solid four out of five uh flying dream fish
2: okay
1: all right awesome solid score um all right so mason final okay. thoughts and score good
2: part of the sandwich here yep. boys the meat yeah. of it <laughs> so overall this anime avoided a lot of traps and downfalls that i really hate there wasn't extended scenes of miscommunication there wasn't characters holding in their feelings for seasons on end. things come up and they address them in a timely manner most of the characters i pretty enjoyed the club felt very real there was a lot of things that were just really interesting about it like there was a lot of like boys wearing skirts with the boys tennis club. There was a lot of gender bent like plays and like the cafe had gender bent stuff. There was just, it was a unique thing. There was every single episode had a couple moments of something that I was really into, whether her being in the pool, string the water and that created a rainbow and the irony of someone who can't see and appreciate mm-hmm. them creating one. Like there was a lot of little moments that I appreciated. There was some sick Jojo posing in episode eight. Like,
1: <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs>
2: but at the end of the day, there was probably, as great as those moments were, They were so few and far between. I would say maybe 30 seconds of each episode I was really impressed by. There was only one shot in the entire show that had like a cool, dynamic, interesting angle. Episode five, when they're at the photography center, and it's like, showing the father looking up at his daughter in, like, the upstairs window. That was the only instance of, like, a cool, interesting shot, which was weird considering the director was a storyboarder. And, yes, the visuals were great, but at the end of the day, Hitomi was such an awful vehicle for the story to be told through that it really put me off. So if you were to ask her to say how many colors were on a color wheel, she would say two, and that's when I'm going to give it out of five. Ooh.
1: Okay, okay, Ooh. okay. Nani! All right, that's fair. Um, all right. So, all right, I guess that's my... Hold on, let me do some quick math here real quick to see what this is going to end up with. Uh, 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 uh-huh. Okay. Um. So... <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like you guys have said most of what needs to be said. I think this show, it was certainly a slow burn at first. Fortunately, it's only 13 episodes, so it's not like, you know, shows that go on seasons and don't give you what you're looking for. Uh, I think this show is a great allegory for depression. I think uh, when it's revealed uh, two-thirds of the way through the show, which is unfortunately a bit too late in my for my taste. Um, I agree. I think... Um, when it's revealed, though, it's so powerful. For and again, this is this is so personal. It's it's hard to like take my own bias out of it. Um, that it it's just it's so well done that uh, I I feel like this is. I mean, if it weren't for the few flaws that it most certainly has, as Mason expressed, this would be damn near a masterpiece. Like this is. To yeah. me, like something that, you know, you look at a show like Violet Evergarden talking about post-traumatic stress syndrome, and it's like oh. that is a must-watch for anyone who has dealt with that. This is a must-watch, in my opinion, for anyone who has dealt with depression. Um, and in that, with that being said, I would give this four and a half out of five. I feel like it's almost a masterpiece. Um, it's really interesting that we have such a a wide range of, of, uh, of opinions on it, but Hey, that's, that's why it's art, man. Like art is so subjective and it's so based on your life experiences and what you look for. So, uh, with that being considered, uh, that averages it out to a 3.5 out of five, which is good. Um, you know, pretty solid score there now. All right. Very cool, man. That was, that was a good review guys. Um, you know special and and, uh, 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 you know brains i always appreciate you being here um but special shout out to mason because this is mason's first real podcast like he's never really done a podcast like you know you did a great job mason like for your 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 version voyage um i'm I'm glad (laughs) i could pop your cherry oh so um you know we don't really have time to go through we have some a couple of uh mailbag items here but there's no time to go through that we're so over and i I apologize for those that hate long podcasts even though i think most of our listeners uh love long podcasts so you know hey if you do this one's for you um on that note let's bring it home of course oh and after this just so you guys know we're gonna record a hentai episode okay i have two beers left all right (laughs) and we're gonna watch something that might traumatize us for the rest of our lives. So, if you have not already, yes, go to aapaodcast.com/slash/join, create an account, sign up, so you can get access to these hentai episodes because it's about to get weird. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll say I'll say two things on yeah. that.
4: First, as a as a fellow podcaster, I have subscribed and have continued to subscribe uh, to that tier since I learned that it came out. And I love it. It's definitely worth it. I'm not saying that Aww. just because I'm on a few of the episodes. Like I really, really enjoy like the after parties, the anti episodes, the hobby. Most of the hobby addicts. Uh, some, some I haven't listened to just because it's like okay, well, it's something I don't know yeah. a lot about. I'm not really interested in. But you know that happens from time to time. And and but I tend to listen. Actually, I think I've almost listened to all of them, regardless of that. But. Uh, Second, uh, for as far as hentai episodes, uh, the last time we we did a hentai episode with me, you got to find out about my yiffing story. Oh. So, I hope to have a oh, this is fantastic. perfectly I'm so excited another great story for Adios, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I promise so, it's it's a good time when brains is so out. definitely
1: head to the website, subscribe, check that out. If you do, we appreciate it so much. But you know, even if you don't, we appreciate you guys listening. Again, you're the reason why we do this, and we love you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, of course, you can always find us on Facebook, facebook.com groups AAA podcast. And uh, we have a Discord server that you can join from the website. I do want to give Brains and Mason a chance to shout out whatever the hell they want to shout out. I know, Brains, you got a buttload of podcasts going on right now. So oh, please God. let us know where people can find you, where they need to go to get access to all your stuff.
4: All right, so you can find my podcast, the Trash Pandas Watch Anime Podcast. It's structured uh, very similarly to this. You can find it on iTunes and like all your favorite directories. And our website is TPWA Podcast. Uh, took a lot of cues from Mitsuki early on, similar equipment, similar about everything. <laughs> And I, I kind of changed up the format just a little bit, but it's mostly the same. So if you're comfortable with this show, you should find some level of comfort with the pattern. We run really long, about three to three and a half hours on average. <laughs> nice. Uh, and uh, including a, a, an Impressions episode that went for six hours once. That was like a nightmare. Uh, but we we do some bonus episodes here and there. Trash Panda Theater, Trash Pandas Watch at You, which is a live commentary. Uh, of of what we're watching and we just kind of crack jokes at it like Mystery Science Theater 3000. We need to do more of those, but the more important thing is that we are a member of the Anime Radicals Podcast Network, uh, which is with about four other podcasts, Nerd of Another Nonsense, Reanimators, Recovery of an Anime Junkie, and Red Leaf Retrocast. We're all listeners of this podcast and we enjoy and interact on, on the Discord and we decided to do something that no other network does we do ep- ev- uh, blah 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 extra episodes to include uh, things like timely reviews of movies that aren't necessarily so timely, but we try. Uh, the man, the myth, the mecca, which is a discussion of Tamino's works, uh, uh, primarily with Gundam. Right now, we do. Uh, anime revolution or, or radical revolutions i think is what it is or anime revolutions one or two anime revolutions which is a debate episode where i hotly debated with cat from nerdman other nonsense about uh the merits of black clover versus fairy tale <laughs> and it's just a lot of fun if you go check that out it's in, at animeradicals.com. okay so.
1: nice and then mason do you have anything you want to plug uh, <laughs> I'm on the
2: Discord. Come say hi. Give me a hard time. Give me solid feedback for how this went because I don't know. We'll see if I want to do more of this. Yeah. Um, I'm in a band. Check us out on SoundCloud, the Spotify, all those whatevers we're called So Infamous. We're not very good, but I don't have anything else to <laughs> shout out. Uh, come join the running group. run with the Discord. Uh, get in shape. Be real healthy, boys. And have a great
1: Day. All right, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Of course, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, you know what? I am damn close to eight hundred Twitter followers, which is hilarious because I rarely <laughs> tweet. Um,
2: and when I do, get those hashtag Kazaro quotes. When I do on.
1: tweet, it's memes and me making fun of this lady that was at the gym earlier today wiping down all of the weights with sanitary <laughs> like paper towels, which made me think my whole life. I've probably gotten so much crap on my hands from grabbing these weights. That doesn't matter. Anyway, follow me on Twitter, A-A-A-Kazuo, K-A-Z-U-O. Um, thanks again for those who joined us live. We appreciate you greatly. And we will see you next time on another exciting episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. Bye. I don't know if there's some yeah. outro. Oh, there is outro music? No, we don't have outro music because we suck. There's outro is music. Is there? <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna find it. It's around here somewhere. Give me a second, guys. There's outros to the news. News, 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 news. Fail drop, fail drop. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Hey, let's just... It's falling what apart. If we- what if we just play some drops, guys? It's oh. Just pick drop <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I already ate this that's- shit burger. That's a good one, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, yes! My cool <laughs> Oh, this that. is
5: great. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That it is. Oh, my God. This is awesome.
2: We were doing so well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
2: don't know where the hell the outro drop is, man.
1: It's over. It's over. Leave. Stop listening. Get out of here <laughs> Go This is the music This is the outro music
2: You don't have to go home But you can't stay We're here We're
0: gonna record a Hentai episode <laughs>
1: Now it's time to rock out <laughs> oh,
0: no.
1: oh man, so good So good, guys Alright, I'm, <laughs> I'm ending the stream <laughs> Kill it fire